This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, the Baba Yaga is back as we review John Wick Chapter 4, Geek Boner. Plus, Liv Tyler returns to the MCU. The Secret Invasion Disney Plus show gets a release date. This year's superhero movies underperforming at the box office so far. Victoria Alonso suing Disney after her firing and more. All in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, March 27th, 2023. This is Frank Grillo. You know me. But who are you? Are you the discerning, sophisticated type of person who enjoys all the latest comic book and superhero TV and movie news? Pop culture references, witty banter? Me neither. I'm just here for the dick jokes. Check. Check one. All right. This is Roy Fans out there. Let's give it up. Yeah, what's up, listener? Thank you for pressing play, and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. And joining us live from the Continental, uh, the airline, not the hotel. He's at Terminal 3. (laughs) He's a feared assassin. And a former disgraced flight attendant. It's the Raga Yaga, but we call him Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? Just call me Rug Prick. Rug Prick. There it is. Rugs Prick. <laughs> or something. John Wack. I oh. never reload. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm mixing uh, airlines and assassin metaphors. What do you want? What do you want from me? Yeah. Is Continental Airlines <laughs> still an airline? Does that still exist? Remember Continental Airlines? Yeah, I, no, I, I don't think so. Is it now? What is it now? It's, is it? Is uh, it JetBlue? I don't know. I don't think it's around anymore. That's how is old it I something think. else now? Is it? Uh, okay, I don't know. I think it still exists. That's how old I am. Anyways, do a search. Let me search that real quick. Continental Airlines. <laughs> yeah, it's now it's United Airlines. Oh, United bought. It okay, got absorbed they, they by. Absorbed See, you did a little Google searchy search. You know. Anyways, Ooh. Continental, the airline that uh, transports assassins day and night just to the Continental hotels. Uh, all right, anyways, look, we have a lot of fun stuff. We're going to be reviewing an amazing action movie, and there's a lot of news. Let's get to the news. The Jock and Ned Podcast. My voice is okay. My voice is okay. Oh, Anthony's back. Oh, oh he's, thank God. I was worried. He sounds as sexy as ever. <laughs> hundy, one honey's keeping it one hundred percent back. Uh, okay, I'm glad you're feeling better, Anthony. Because thank you, I have some uh, breaking casting news. Breaking just uh, moments before we started recording. Well, not moments. Uh, Liv Tyler returning to the MCU. Everybody, whoa! I don't want to close my eyes. I want to miss the thing because I miss you, man. Uh, yes, uh, wow. she's returning in Captain America: New World Order 2024 as. Betty Ross, 16 years after playing Betty wow. Ross in the 2008's Ed Norton's Incredible. I didn't even hear about this. It's, wow. What'd you Surprise. Oh, shit. Uh, of course, we, uh, the late William Hurt originally played General Ross. That will now role is will be played by Harrison Ford. 
But we have a Betty Ross for uh, the Hulk for, for, for Bruce. That's it, interesting. Has Ruffalo Bruce ever mentioned Betty? Nope. No, no I not, think so. Not once, right? Not once. She can show up and be like, Bruce, why haven't you called me in 16 years? What the <laughs> fuck? I gave you my number. Why were you banging Black Widow instead? <laughs> yes. What's going on? I saw you with, the, with Scarlet. What's going on here? I've been waiting by the phone. Uh, I don't know. I think, look, she was she was a good Betty Ross. I like Liv Tyler. Yeah, I mean, it's not... You had two good Betty Rosses, right? You had her and the other one. Uh, what's her Jennifer name? Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, Connelly. Two, oh. two babes. Yeah, yeah. And they were both fine in their role. Uh, I'm happy that she's coming back. Uh, it's It fits. It fits Mark Ruffalo's age. They, they kind of look well together probably that's true i wonder how they're gonna explain where she's been though for this long uh, oh he ran away from her he did that's true yeah. you know he's trying to protect her isn't there like a red she hulk is there yes uh, probably oh, the wow. red she hulk oh because the general ross is the red hulk there's a red she hulk i remember that really does betty ross turn into a red she hulk hold on this is that, yeah she does wow. oh my god okay that's what we're getting you think we're Maybe. gonna get a red she hulk and she's gonna fight uh jennifer gray i mean not jennifer gray jennifer gray and she's, she's gonna, gonna, gonna dirty dance off. yeah she's oh gonna dirty god. dance off with jennifer gray do the lift <laughs> uh yeah i guess she becomes a hulk here elizabeth jennifer oh. walters that's what they meant okay. to say Red She Hulk, Betty Ross. Okay, so interesting that she's coming back to this movie. I mean, right. someone makes sense because Ross is in the movie. Yeah, he's the president. But I don't assume that. Um, wait, is Ross in the movie? Yeah, she's no. not doing much. She's like, all right, I'll pick up an easy mill right here. Boom. Yes, Ross. I thought Ross was coming back to Thunderbolt. No, I forget. This. He's probably in both, but he's definitely in oh. Captain America: New World Order. Which will also have Carl Lumley returning and uh, Danny Ramirez from The Falcon and Winter Soldier, I believe. And then Tim Let me Bla- say something real quick about Marvel. Yeah. Oh, and Tim Blake. Tim Blake yeah, Nelson Blake. also coming back from that other movie. Let me say something real quick. I guess, yeah, Harrison Ford is coming back yeah. from the, or coming to this movie. Yeah. I will say, despite the fact that uh, Ant-Man Quantumania is, was a disappointment for a lot of people, I am appreciating... But there's nothing on nothing as far as Marvel coming out right now. Like I like this little. I feel like they're maybe getting things in order. They've slowed down all the Disney Plus stuff. I think they were going to do four or five shows this year. It sounds like they're only going to do two. Yeah, I we will talk about that in a little bit because. But you're right. Oh, okay. We were Sorry. you know we're sitting here wondering what's next. Uh, but you know these these so far the comic book movies have not been doing that. Great, and that's what uh, that's that's what we're gonna talk about leading into that. But uh, give us some breathe. You're enjoying the breathing room, is what you're saying, right? Yeah, yeah. I just last year, the last two years of Marvel, I thought I would like it, and by the end with Jennifer with Jennifer Walters, She Hulk, and it just was too much. And I think uh, it's smarter to just be a little bit more mindful about not releasing something every season, every um, every every yeah, every season, I guess, fall, winter, summer. It was a lot. One thing would end, and then you're like, all right, let's roll into the next thing. Then you would get a movie, and then the next thing yeah, would come out. Yeah, No, after Last of Us ended, I was like, oh, it's nothing. there's nothing to watch now. What do I do? There's nothing uh, on. So, uh, yeah. So, I think it'll help them smooth things out. We shall see. 
listen. You want to just jump into the the uh, the unofficial date, so we're already on, since we're already on the yes, topic, and so, then go into on our, We just had one of our discords, right? And Rugs asked on the Discord, "What's the next thing on on Disney Plus that we're we're looking forward that's to?" That's right. Mandalorian is going, and that's going to end. The next Marvel thing will be Secret Invasion. Disney uh, Disney Plus has revealed the date. If you go to the show page. It says coming to Disney Plus June twenty first, twenty twenty three. The scrolls are coming in Secret Invasion and Nick Fury. So we have until June. So I think we're gonna I mean, I think like Bob Iger said, we're gonna get like two shows and three movies. I think that is a good pace. I think that's just yeah. enough to keep it going and not oversaturate. The only the next thing they really need to do I mean I know this will piss people off. Well, it shouldn't piss people off, but it'll piss off the actors. Is they should just take an axe and cut uh, Echo and Agatha, or make them like those special presentations or something. Uh, yeah, I think they're already too far along. I think they've actually filmed both of them. Oh shit! Almost you're completion, right. but but uh, yeah, that would be what I would do. I mean, they pushed. I think they pushed Ironheart back. Also, what about Ironheart? You still doing that? You still want to see the Ironheart? No, nobody wants to see they'd that. Still do that. Nobody it was wants a weaker these. part of uh, of the, the Black Panther. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I think Secret Evasion is worth telling. I think that's an interesting storyline. Yeah. Uh, Loki season two, I think, is worth telling. I think that's the other show we're getting this year. I'm looking forward. And Daredevil, people are excited for that. Yes. So I think that's worth telling. The rest of the stuff. Meh. Kind of take it or leave it. Yeah. Uh, maybe sit on a little. Maybe push it back. Maybe see what, what shakes out of these other things. Or just extend the phase. Just make the phase. You don't have to do an entire phase in two years. Right. Right. Yeah. Do it in a phase in three or three and a half. Why do you think that they didn't know that no one was going to want an Echo or Agatha series? Why? Why? How did they? You think that they... Did anyone know that like no, no one wants this? The question this? is, why did they think with before the show came out that people are going to want an Echo show? We haven't even met Echo. They announced the spinoff. I think that's that what I'm saying. It, like, why did they? They have this like they seem like they they think they know what they're doing. They have this like idea. They're like, oh, we know this is what people want. The idea is that people don't know what they want until you show it to them. That's like every salesman will tell you that bullshit. Right. But um. Was it Bob Chapek telling them <laughs> you, you need to make more content for streaming? I, I think it was a, a, a streaming thing where Disney yeah. Plus was like, we need as much content pumped out of you as possible. So Marvel was just trying to fulfill that quota and grabbing straws. Hey, uh, everyone likes that uh, it was Agatha all along a song. Let's make a song. Let's make a movie out of it or a TV show. <laughs> hey, uh, we, well, we've got a Native American that's deaf and with one leg. This is good. We we should make a make a TV show out of it. It's like, well, you didn't do the work to make it'll be anyone it'll be groundbreaking, right? But no one will watch it. Right. And you, let's you do, do it anyway. Work. It's it's not even the fact like Echo is just not an interesting character so far. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's only like in the in the world of comics, right? You have a few that stand apart. Like there's so many characters. There's like thousands of comic book characters, and they all have their origin stories. And there's always you know, it happens all the time, right? Remember, like they yeah. release, oh, coming up is new, this new series, and no one buys it, and you never hear about it again. And they try, they try to the, they, they try to create this character, and just it doesn't stick, it doesn't stick at all. Like Apollo says, it doesn't stick to the ribs, you know. But like, <laughs> but like, 
Uh, somebody said that I watched Rocky too many times uh, <laughs> lately. Well, look, that kind of leads into my next thing because what Marvel gave us eighteen things in the last two years, causing a lot of pressure on the visual effects artist who was in charge of visual effects and post production. One Victoria Alonso, which we talked about last week, and this story is kind of fascinating. When we talked about this last week, it was very fresh. The story was just she had exited. We didn't know why. I don't know if it was a firing, if she had left, what the deal was. Then we started hearing reports about how she was to work with, and she put a lot of pressure on the VFX team. So some more stuff has come out. Turns out, I think she was actually fired. Oh, shit. She was fired by Disney, and according to Deadline, she was fired for an apparent breach of contract after she produced this uh, Oscar-nominated documentary called Argentina 1985 that just was nominated at this recent past Oscars. Uh, apparently it was like a conflict of interest. They told her she wasn't allowed to work for any other studio and she still went and produced the documentary and did promotion for the documentary. Uh, they did not want her to do that. And she took a lot of days off to conduct her own business for producing the documentary uh, so Marvel says this is why we fired her, and now she is turning around and trying to sue them uh, for this reason of firing her. I think it's, this whole thing has become so crazy. Did you guys see this story? What are your yes, thoughts? Yes, I did see it. Well, uh, if that's the case, then I, I have two two thoughts on this. Number one, it could be that they. They just have a bunch of stuff on her, and this is one of those things that they like, can use as an excuse. Yeah, I feel like she's being scapegoated. She's going to be scapegoated a little bit. Like, yeah, I feel like that uh, executives get away with a lot of bullshit, and yeah. then they're never called on it. Yeah. And now that you know they, they wanted to fire her or, or get rid of her, and they needed uh, uh, like some, some kind of reason, they have uh, this and probably a bunch of stuff that they've been saving up for a while. So there you go. Because this would have been the initial story, right? Right. If she did it and, and they're like, no, don't do that. We're going to fire you. Then that's, but this is like, I think after the fact, right? Yeah. She, there, her side is saying the idea that Victoria was fired over a handful of press interviews, uh, relating to a passion project about human rights and democracy that was nominated for an Oscar is crazy. Uh, and then they go, she was terminated when she refused to do something she believed was reprehensible. Disney and Marvel made poor decisions. And then Disney countered saying, it's unfortunate Victoria is sharing a narrative that leaves out several key factors concerning her departure, including an indisputable breach of contract and a direct violation of company policy. Uh, so it is now some sort of legal battle. She is not going quietly, basically. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because this is going to ruin her rep. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, she's been there. She was there 17 years. Anthony, comment on any of this? <sighs> no, because I just don't know. I, I don't. Both sides are going to sling mud at each other. Obviously, this was a, a messy breakup, and see how it plays out. I mean, either either she's going to get a bunch of either she's going to get some money from Disney or she's not. Yeah. They'll probably settle, and then we'll never hear about it again. Yeah, and she'll probably be fine and get work somewhere else. Probably she'll put out some stuff, yeah. and then Disney might look bad, and then Disney will say some stuff, and she might look bad. And I mean, the same thing kind of happened with the ScarJo thing, right? Remember, she tried to sue them, and now they're working together again. Well, that one, that one, Disney looked pretty bad. Yeah, that's true. Because they they released a movie that was supposed to be in theaters, and they released it simultaneously on Disney Plus without really consulting her. 
And then they tried to say that she was being selfish. And then that was kind of shitty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, they didn't, they didn't end up, they took the They took the L on this one. I don't know if they're going to take the L with Victoria Alonso. Yeah. This one, they might, they can try to, I don't know if a lot of people, I mean, I know she's, I guess she's big in the, um, LGBTQ plus community, but she, uh, apparently I don't think she's, she's not scar Joe. No, but apparently she does have a lot of power and influence in Hollywood. Like everybody knows her. Um, so yeah. See how that plays out. See how it goes. Uh, you know who else to have a little bit of legal trouble over there in, in the MCU? Ezra Miller. Uh, no, uh, that's the oh. DC. No, we have sorry. Marvel's Ezra Miller. Yes, oh, Marvel's sorry. Ezra Miller, otherwise known as Jonathan Kang Majors. You Allegedly. Let's well, put that you out may there. have seen the headlines of uh, Jonathan Majors getting arrested. Uh, here's a quote, a uh, statement from the deputy commissioner this weekend. It says, quote, a preliminary investigation determined that a 33-year-old male was involved in a domestic dispute with a 30-year-old female. The victim informed police she was assaulted. Officers placed the 33-year-old male in custody. Without incident, the victim sustained minor injuries to her head and neck and was removed. Uh, it says, after police responded to a 911 call supposedly made by made by Jonathan Majors, on Saturday night, over an alleged domestic dispute, Majors was removed from the residence by the police. He was arraigned in front of a judge a few hours later. In uh, uh, the defendant, uh, the 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 DA said the defendant struck her about the face with an open hand, causing substantial pain and a laceration behind her ear. But then, was there like a hospital trip too? Uh, I believe reported. there was. Uh, uh, a hospital trip. Jonathan Majors formally charged several counts of assault in the third degree, single count of aggravated harassment in the second degree. But now his his lawyers, of course, are coming out and saying that there is evidence proving the actor is entirely innocent. And then I'm hearing that the the victim had recanted her uh, claim here. Right. They're saying well, Majors is completely innocent and is probably the victim of an altercation with the woman he knows. We are gathering, presenting evidence to the DA with the expectation all charges will be dropped imminently. His lawyer says evidence includes video footage from the vehicle where this episode took place, witness testimony from the driver and others who both saw and heard the episode, and most importantly, two written statements from the woman recanting these allegations, unquote. Wow. Weird. What is happening? This is crazy. Well, it's a developing story. We don't know. There's a lot of stuff being slung around that is, you know, either not true or it depends on what else. See how it shakes out. Like, we, we don't know exactly what this this is. It could be nothing. So uh, let's see what happens because this can be bad. Like, if it ends up go- sliding to the bad side, this could be bad for Marvel. Really bad. Yeah. Not so- only bad for Marvel. I mean, he... John the Majors is he's like, hot right now. He's like, yeah, he's on the cusp. Or I mean, he might just already be like a super superstar, yeah. and he's got the Marvel gig still coming up. He is playing um, Dennis Rodman in an upcoming biopic. Oh, get the fuck out of here! Really? Yeah. Whoa. So like, he's got shit going on. Yeah, he's gonna play in Phil, Phil Lord and Chris Miller's Forty Eight Hours in Vegas. Oh, he's shit. gonna play Dennis Rodman. Oh shit! That, already, got the, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, he's got the Ant-Man. The, he's got the Marvel stuff coming. We just saw you Creed know, knows, Yeah, who knows what kind of Creed stuff might still be in the works. Like, 
He really fucked up if he fucked so up. So this, <laughs> yeah, no, and this is bad. And we can't look. Assault is always bad. It's bad if you did this. It's fucked up. But yeah, my it's fucked question, up regardless. But he really fucked up. Yes. And happened. the question is, how bad is his reputation going to take a hit? Apparently, the U.S. Army had a commercial that featured him. They have pulled that commercial. Um, but at this point in his career, for this to to come out is not is not good. Well, Jonathan Majors will, uh, you know, if he's proven uh, that he's guilty, that's not good. But just like Chris Brown, you could always return. You can come back. That is true. That's a great point. You can come back, unfortunately or fortunately. I don't know what, whatever. Um, not good, but uh, it looks. I mean, it sounds like it happens. Uh, It's just a statement of fact. Ezra Miller's still got a movie coming out. Exactly. And And we haven't heard. Yeah. Yeah. And there's plenty of people in Hollywood that are scumbags that are doing things. And he, I mean, his lawyer came out like right away. Right, right. And like was fighting it. Like it looks like they're fighting this pretty hard. So who knows? And yeah, I guess what you said earlier, apparently the woman recanted it. I guess maybe it was his girlfriend. I I don't know. It sounds like it was his girlfriend and it was domestic. I just can't believe he's dating a 30 year old. Oh. <laughs> well, he's 33. Right? Right? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just uh, kidding. Oh, shit. Leo, Leo, easy joke. That's the shocking news is he's dating yeah. someone his age. Yeah. Why? Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> fucked up. So we'll wait to see. I don't even date people in my. Yeah, I know. Anthony's the same age. <laughs> I was waiting doesn't. for you to, to come <laughs> in on that. too old for Anthony. We will see. It's just, this way too this old is a developing story. You, so. the, the good thing about being my age, mine and Jonathan Major's age yeah. is. We keep getting older, yeah. but the women stay the same age. It's uh, fucking awesome. Yeah. All right, all <laughs> right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you motherfucker. I envy that. You got to uh, go for the lowest common denominator. <laughs> Anyways, let's see what happens with this. Moving on, uh, we were talking about uh, lots of content coming out. And I mentioned, uh, you know, the two mov- superhero movies we've had this year. Uh, not doing great in the box office. It's a little, it's a little disconcerting. Uh, Shazam, second week. We're gonna review John Wick Four in a little bit. John Wick Four has knocked knocked out Shazam in its second week. They came out back to back and had a sixty eight percent drop. Oh shit! Uh, from week one to week two. Uh, that's not good at all. It was already a bad open. For it them was too. already a low open, and it had a huge drop. But it's not just on the DC Warner Brothers side of things. Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, after its sixth weekend, has only made about $209 million domestic, $470 million worldwide. It didn't even make $500 million. I mean, I think their break-even was like $600 million. Uh, the first Ant-Man got $519 million, and the second one, $622 million. Uh, I, I, this thing may not crack $500 million. So... That's uh, that's not a good start for the superhero movies for the year. Is will what will change it? Guardians, Flash. Are any of the DC movies going to do any better? Are any of these Marvel movies going to do any better? What do you guys think? I think Gar- I feel like Guardians and the Flash will both crack five hundred. That'll no be problem. the big ones probably for the year. Maybe I think Guardians will do pretty well. Um, Flash, I think will do well too. I think what we're learning here with Quantumania and Fury of the Gods is. To me, to me, they're both just mediocre, like movies. Yeah. They're both okay, yeah. right? There's nothing really that offensive. There's some like stuff here and there that's not great, but it's not offensive. It's not terrible movies. I think what we're seeing though is the general movie going audience is just 
like these type of movies would have done fine three, four, five years, six, seven years ago if it was like early Marvel. But the general audience just unless you're giving them something new within the superhero genre, they're they're pretty much like there's a malaise to this stuff. It's just like uh, I think it's yeah, okay. it's not only that they're mediocre, but they're um, they just don't have the star power or like the icon iconic power that some of these other heroes have. Like yeah. Superman's going to have, have get more asses in seats, you know. Like these are like third string uh, or you know Superman light. You know we 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 want the real deal. You know. Yeah, at the end of the day, we are talking about Ant-Man and Shazam. Yeah. Well, Shazam is looking to be even kind of a bigger flop and debacle than Black Adam. Right? And uh, going back to Black Adam with The Rock, all these stories about him interfering, going around people, uh, the reports of him blocking a Shazam cameo in Black Adam, and also messing with the post credit scene in Shazam... Uh, and I think you mentioned this before, Ruggs. I've never seen the, so many people, the director, actors, or the writers from the movie, come out on social media and try to do damage control about this movie. It's kind of weird. But now we have audio and video of Zachary Levi going hard uh, on the offensive here. He did an Instagram live Q&A, and he said some crazy shit. We're going to listen to this audio. I have it. We must listen to it. Here it is from his own uh, mouth. People are slagging on James Gunn because Jennifer Holland, his wife, who is an actress who's on a show, who's on Peacemaker and was in Suicide Squad. Yes, but it's t- connected to the Justice Society. We used Jennifer and Steve in that scene, in the mid credit scene in, in Shazam. But that was not the original intent. The original intent was to have Hawkman and Cyclone be there to inviting me. By the way, this is a little bit of a spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen the movie. Sorry. Uh, whatever. It's all online anyway. Um, so our intent, our desire, Walter Hamada, Peter Safran, David Sandberg, myself, everybody, we had a awesome scene that would have tied me in to the JSA with Hawkman and with Cyclone. And we were thwarted. As I'm not... This is not me. I'm not talking about these things as I'm trying to blame anybody for our movie doing however well or not well it's doing. I am merely coming to the defense of the people that ought to be defended. I'm coming to the defense of truth because truth is good and we should all live in it, guys, even when it's hard, even when it's something that might fly in the face of something that we already might have believed before and now it challenges whatever our idea or our opinion is. So he doesn't say who thwarted him, uh, but that's what I heard was that three days before they were supposed to shoot the post credit scene, they were told they can't use Hawkman and Cyclone, and they had to scramble and find someone, and they got Jennifer Holland and Steve G to, to agree to come back and do the scene. What do you, this is kind of interesting that he's out here saying this. Does it sound like he's he's pointing to? He's probably the rock. It's probably the rock. Um, most likely, I don't think James Gunn was in the seat long enough to even d- do this. I mean, uh, time wise, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah it's got to be, it's be the Rock. Sounds like the Rock was making a power play. <laughs> Everything I've saw or heard was that he was making a power play when there was a void in DC, and he wanted to kind of step up. He wanted to make Shazam a big thing, and he wanted to make the DC EU or U or whatever the fuck you want to call it revolve around a, a buildup of a fight between him and Henry Cavill as Superman. Yeah, right. And it didn't work. Yeah, 
all the plans got changed, but then he fucked with these other people's movies and, and, uh, it's uh, it's very interesting. Yeah, he, was, he was he probably walked in and was like, "There's no one really in power here. I'm the Rock. Yeah, I'm probably the biggest star they've got." I'm gonna I feel bad for around. Zachary Levi because he's gotten dick twice. Yes. <laughs> he was Fandral <laughs> and he got fucking thrown out of that movie. Right? There was another yeah. story saying uh, he was saying that Kevin Feige didn't tell him like how long his character was supposed to be in the movie or that it was like a short cameo or something. He was complaining about that. Uh, but I think they should fight in the ring for real. Levi and The Rock would be amazing to see them go <laughs> at it. But didn't he burn his bridges with like the Fast and Furious people also? Like, what's up? Yeah. The Rock's fucking going around burning his bridges with everybody. Yeah, The Rock seems to be like kind of a douche, but like, um, <laughs> I don't care. He's not going to find me. Um, <laughs> I'm going to send him your address, Rex. If he does come to my house, down. uh, I'll, I'll take back everything. Yeah. yeah, he seems like a dick. He seems like a dick. And uh, I don't know. Uh, but that's not the reason why this movie did bad. Like, right. it's not the Rock's fault that no, nobody's no. seeing Shazam. I think that's what I wanted to say. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Just um, a completely mediocre movie. I, I don't know why uh, Zachary Levi is, is so, like, uh, into defending this this um, post-credit scene. That, like, that has nothing to do with your movie. I mean, people are criticizing James Gunn because he was like, oh, uh, it, it just cements that that his stuff is staying in, and all the other shit's getting. But it cut. wasn't. This wasn't even his call. It wasn't like a James Gunn thing. It just happened to be that way after they got thwarted. Right, you nosy kids. I would have gotten but away with it. But the thing is that James Gunn saw the movie. That's true. So he That's saw it okay. before it came out. Yeah, you could be like, oh, we should cut this because uh, it's gonna make it's gonna make it look bad. But in in. In honesty, like he's like, oh well, she is going to be in the future, so let her leave it in. So I think that he he could have made a choice there. He did make a choice. There. I will say though, I think with Bob Iger saying we don't need three or third and fourth movies, and this movie underperforming, I don't know if we're going to see either of these characters again. We were talking when we reviewed Shazam. We're like, should they do another one? Both of the movies didn't really make a lot of money, so I don't. Uh, no, you're not praying. You don't need to see it. I mean. Ant Man, you could see him in a in a, an yes. ensemble. Ant Man, no you'll gonna... see in another movie. I don't think they're going to make a, another standalone Ant Man film, though. No, no, and I, it's not needed. It's people not, don't yeah. want it. No, it's pe- people are speaking with their money. They don't want it. Don't you don't need it? And we've got too many other things. And whether they use Shazam, they could use they could use themselves. They could use some trimming anyway. Yeah. so it's fine. Yeah. So Shazam, full... Shazam, we won't see probably either. It's fine. Yeah. And it's fine. It's both fine. Like it's, it, 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 he had a full he, trilogy with Ant Man. He yeah. he completed yeah. his arc. You know, he completed that, his thing. Yeah, if if you would have in before what two thousand, when did the first Ant Man come out? Two thousand twelve, thirteen, fourteen? No, no, there? no. It was like fifteen or sixteen. Fifteen, whatever it is. Yeah. If you would have said before that came out, two thousand fifteen. Yeah. That we would get an Ant Man trilogy, you'd be like, "You're fucking crazy." The fact no that there is that. an Ant Man trilogy that exists is fucking wild. First of all, right? That shouldn't be like what? There's fucking three Ant Man movies. How do we get here? All right. Anyways, last thing, finishing up with some more DC news, Elseworld news. Uh, it's we talked about the picture of the Gaga in the Joker movie playing Harley Quinn. She had no makeup. Well, now the Gaga. more set photos of Lady Gaga in the Harley Quinn costume here. Wearing a, a bright red jacket and the Harley Quinn diagonal black and white kind of checker pattern, uh, and a little bit of eye makeup. 
Uh, and uh, is it going to be uh, the Harley Quinn? I don't know. It looks like she's kind of just going out to the Halloween party. I don't know. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think of this look? It's just uh, the red. The red jacket is striking. You know, she's surrounded by a lot of uh, just like no color black jackets and stuff. It pops out. Comment on this look. This is the Gaga. What about her nails? What's on her hand? I don't know. <laughs> it's a look. It's in Elseworlds, right? Yeah. So uh, we got yeah. a different looking Joker. We got a different looking Harley Quinn. It's um, it's okay. I mean, none of this shit's going to be like it is in the comics. It, this is like an Elseworlds. So they're, they're taking liberties. So we can't really expect it to look like it should. So uh, it doesn't look terrible to me. It looks like it's just all right. Yeah, it looks like she's on the... Unwhelmed, yeah. She, it's in New York City. It looks like she's on the steps of a courthouse, and there's a protest going on, and she's surrounded by officers. Apparently, Harvey Dent also might be in this, or there were people are holding up signs with Harvey Dent's name on it. Anthony, does this do anything for you? This tickle your, your geek bone? No, 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 nothing for me. I mean, it's a good... The Joker's a good movie. It looks fine. I mean, it looks like it fits... The aesthetic they're going for but they're just fucking set photos yeah i mean at least she's wearing <laughs> some kind of outfit that looks like something harley quinn is quinn-esque harley quinnish uh we shall see okay let's take a break here fellas we're gonna play some promos and i am super excited to talk about john wick 4 right after this after these messages we'll be right back have you ever been reading through a stack of comics and thought, maybe I should see what the Sarkham Asylum game is all about? Or been playing Marvel vs. Capcom and felt like you were at a real disadvantage since you didn't know who half the characters were? Well, Play Comics is the show for you. I'm Chris, and each episode we take a look at video games based on comic properties and how well they stick to that source material. So whether you know the comics and want to know how all these games work, or you know the games and want to find out where all this craziness came from, go check out Play Comics at playcomics.com or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. Listener, if you enjoy the Jock and Nerd Podcast and want to give back to the show, there's a way you can do it. Join our Patreon fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jock and Nerd! There is a link in the show description. You can support the show on a monthly or annual basis, and there's tiers with benefits such as access to an exclusive podcast feed where the shows come out a little bit early. There's bonus content, like we all put up our instant reactions to John Wick 4 this week. You would have gotten that. You can hang out with us on Discord every month. We do a monthly Discord hangout 
Uh, we just did one last week. It was lots of fun. We got some new people. Shout out Brian Goff joining us. The Brian Goff. That was nice. Yeah. As well up, as Goff? all the regulars who show up. Uh, the next one, Thursday, April 20, 8 p.m. 2023, 8 p.m. Central, April 20. And there's also a tier called You Pick It, where you can pick any movie for us to watch and review. Some of those end up on the main feed. Some end up on Patreon. For example, we're going to talk about John Wick 4. We did review the original John Wick. It is on the Patreon exclusive member feed there. So if you want to hear that, you got to sign up at jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Okay. Let's get to it. I am so excited to talk about John Wick Chapter 4. Here are your spoiler alerts. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Spoiled. This, of course, the fourth installment in the John Wick franchise that started in 2014. Uh, sequel, of course, to John Wick 3, Parabellum, Parabellum. Uh, so some interesting numbers here. Rotten Tomatoes, Tomato Meter. The first John Wick gets 86%. John Wick 2, 89%. John Wick 3, 89%. John Wick Chapter 4 right now sitting at 94%. Wow. 8.2 out of 10, 95% audience rating. So one of those rare instances, both numbers are very high. This movie was made for about a hundred million dollars. The first one, I think the budget was like 20 million. So they've been getting more and more money, uh, as the franchise has proceeded and for good reason. So again, the first John Wick opening weekend 2014 opens to 14 million dollars. Nobody really knew about this movie. A sleeper hit kind of just slips in and becomes a cult classic. 2017 gives us John Wick 2. That opened to $30 million. John Wick 3 comes out 2019. The opening weekend, $56 million. John Wick Chapter 4 opened to a franchise high $73.8 million. Oh, shit. It's currently sitting worldwide at $137.5 million. The last movie finishes at $328 million, which is amazing for like an R-rated action movie that's made for under $100 million. Uh, every movie just making more and more money. In fact, according to Lionsgate, I found out only nine franchises in the past 40 years have managed to set opening weekend records with their fourth outing. And of those nine, only five have seen each installment improve upon his predecessor in terms of final box office tallies. Mm. This is a very impressive, uh, you know, one of the rare new original franchises that has managed to make more money and get bigger and bigger. Uh, this one, behind the screen, in front of the screen, directed again by Chad Stahelski, a dude that was Keanu Reeves' stunt double for The Matrix. Right. Turns out to be one of the most amazing action movie directors. Uh, writing this movie, Shea Hatton, Michael Finch, based on characters created by Derek Colstead, who wrote, I believe, the first three movies. Derek Colstead did not come back for John Wick 4. It's kind of interesting. Starring, of course, in the title, titular character, Keanu Reeves as John Wick, Lawrence Fishburne returning as the Bowery King, George Giorgio playing the Elder. He was actually recast from the last movie. Uh, the late Lance Reddick, rest in peace, playing Sharon, the concierge. You've got newcomer Clancy Brown as the Harbinger. Ian McShane returning as Winston. Uh, Bill Skarsgård. 
How many scars guards are there? This is there's three. There's there's Alex. There's uh, what's the, who's the other one? Then the older one, Peter. Peter Skarsgård and Bill must be the youngest one. He's the big bad, the marquee in this one. Then you have Donnie N playing Kane. You have Hiroyuki Sanada in this. You have Rina Sawayama playing Akira. Uh, and an amazing cameo by Scott Atkins playing Killa. We will get to that. Now, Anthony, last yes. week you revealed that we were, yes, you were going to watch all the John Wick, John Wick movies so we could watch this fourth one. Well, you could watch it if you wanted. I just was going to watch all of them so we could review this yes, and I could participate. And so you watched them all. Here's what I want you to do. I think I need you to just quickly take us, catch us up on what, where John, what John's been doing up until this movie. You want me to do every John Wick? I mean, you can really sum up each movie in like one yeah, or two pretty sentences. Simple. Pretty simple. Yeah. John Wick, the first one, he's a retired assassin. They kill his, a bunch of people, thugs kill his dog. It brings him back in, kills them all. Kills a bunch they of Russians. They steal his the car, one, too. The second one, he um, gets basically blackmailed into coming back because he's shown that he's back, and he gets blackmailed into coming back to kill someone at the high table, kills that person, and then he that person double-crosses him, and he has to get revenge. He kills that person on company grounds. Uh, in the Continental, yes. The third one, he, because he killed someone on company grounds, everyone's hunting him, and he's killing everyone that's hunting him, and then... Uh, he gets double crossed by what's his name, Winston. the dude from Winston, yeah. and he recovers. And then the fourth one, everyone's still hunting him, and he's looking for a way to get out of being hunted. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Do you want to go a little more plot on John Wick Four? Or that, that's all you're gonna get. That's it? pretty much it. I mean, the fourth one, it's a simple ass plot. It's he, he's excommunicado. He, he's excommunicado from the the high table, and he needs to figure out a way to stop being hunted, and he has to do a bunch of missions. To figure out a way to stop being hunted, so they can get from excommunicado to living his life again. That's really it. Yeah, it's, and you throw in, yeah. you throw in a bunch of assassins and yeah. other people, and yeah. and another layers with the marquee and all these different things and slight yeah. variations. But essentially, every movie is everybody's trying to kill John Wick, and he's got to get from point A to B and survive. Well, for the first one is really like kind of unique, yeah. and then the rest of them are kind of the same yeah. in terms of like the plot. So not the, I mean the plot is super simple. Everything yeah, simple. they're super simple. Uh, so so that that journey from one to three, what, how, what were you feeling going into this movie? <clears throat> well, well, I'd seen one did when see we one. reviewed yes, it. And I reviewed. haven't seen it since. So two and three, watching two and three, and then four, two and three was like there's a lot of action. <laughs> <laughs> was, I was like, fuck, there's yeah. a lot. Of, like, it was almost too much to watch those movies yeah. back to back. I think it would be. Yes, it's relentless. And then watching four oh, a couple of days later, I was like, wow, there's a lot of fucking action. Um, so it was like, at times, a little bit overwhelming. Just like, all right, like, I, I've seen a lot. But then when I, like, take a step back, I'd be like, wow, that was, that was pretty fucking awesome action. Like, it in the moment, you're like, wow, this, like, you get engrossed, but it's also, like, there's so much of it that it kind of kind of numbs you, but then when when you have a little bit of time to decompress, you go, "Wait a minute, they fucking did that? How did they, did they that? do this? They did yes." And not only that, it's like like in three, I'm watching it, and they're in the the beginning of the scene where they're like breaking glass to like grab knives out of yep, the yep. in the weapons yep. place, and they're like throwing it. I'm like, "Wait a minute, like that's fucking awesome." Yes. Like, <laughs> They just like made this scene where they're like breaking glass to grabbing find more shit weapons, and throwing them yeah, at each grabbing other. shit and throwing it. At each I other. mean, he kills a dude with a book. 
It's amazing. He does kill. The, <laughs> he does kill the dude <laughs> in the book. Like he, whatever. John, I mean, John Wick two. They do their best. Yeah. Um, Enter the Dragon tribute mm-hmm. with his final battle in the like the the room full of mirrors and stuff. So, oh like, yeah. You can tell, like they love action, and uh, you see it. In yeah, these I don't want to talk too much about two and three because this isn't that review. No, we're talking about four. So, real quick, tell four. me Let's your, get the your four. theater experience. If there's anything notable, and then how did you feel coming out of four overall? Would you? Uh, my theater experience. I went to a Saturday afternoon at four o'clock, and I was probably one of ten people. Oh, in the really? Okay. So it was like there's no theater experience. It's just oh. seeing it on the big screen. Alrighty. Uh, I t- well, I tell you mine real quick. I saw it Saturday, eleven a.m., and I got it. It was like seventy, eighty percent full, and the crowd was fucking hooting and hollering, and we uh, broke yes. out in applause at one point. I'll tell you what point that was. But I was like, holy shit! It's Saturday morning at eleven, and all these people are here, and it was a crazy experience. Rugs, what was your theater experience? Um, I would say about fifty percent full. I went in a matinee, and uh. There, nobody was uh, clapping or saying anything. I wanted to many times uh, jump out of my seat, <laughs> a few things. I was like, oh, I was like holding back. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it was, there was no like uh, 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 tangible like reactions or anything. Shit, I was pretty vocal watching this movie with a bunch of people because of the things that happened. So, Anthony, this movie, yes. longest of the franchise, two hours and 49 minutes. Uh, al- yeah. allegedly somebody counted i read there's 14 action scenes wow in this fucking movie how were you when the movie ended what were you feeling again i like to pre- i have to preface that i've watched a lot of john wick in this last week so i came out of the movie theater the first thing i thought was wow that was fucking long i don't know if it needed to be that long but secondly i went man that's fucking that's really great like that's like this is just taking the genre, which we all love, and just making it like, how do they keep finding ways to make one up each movie in terms of action? And I was, I was very um, impressed with just, I mean, all like these action scenes are just insane. It's just like, it's the, like, let me, I think I wrote this down. Let me just pull it up real quick. But it's, it's literally like, it's like the best action you'll ever see. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's and and like not only is it like well choreographed and well shot, but it's just beautifully shot. Like the cinematography is Absolutely. amazing. If you're coming you're coming to a John Wick film for one thing and it's action and they provide it and they they overload it and they do it. They do it I mean they do it better than anyone when it comes to that like when it comes to hand to hand cinematic stylized cin- uh, cinematography where you can see everything on screen. They do it better than anybody, and they they did awesome here. Uh, absolutely, I I rewatched three just uh, to refresh because because these movies kind of like pick up right where the last one leaves off. It's crazy. We'll go over the timeline, but I love all of these movies. And at the end of this one, I was just like, I had two thoughts. I was like, wow, and I was like, I am exhausted watching fucking Keanu fight and kill all these motherfuckers. Uh, what a badass. Uh, an amazing journey, an amazing chapter in the John Wick experience. And just like what you said, it's it, this should be studied. This is a master class in action filmmaking. The last hour is like all action. And it's like a, a ballet. And the colors, the backgrounds he, he chooses for these action scenes, the choreography, the long takes. You see it's him riding, driving the car, riding the motorcycle. 
uh, doing all the stunts. Uh, fucking wow. Just wow. I fucking loved it. Rugs, what'd you think at the end of it? I, well, there were some, it, to me, it was mostly great. Um, I did feel the weight of the movie. Like, I did feel like exhausted uh, at a certain point. I felt like some of the things went on a little too long. I, I would have appreciated some more elegance in it. Um, it was a little overindulgent, but the, the, the place where it shows the most is that stairwell scene where I felt like I yeah. was tired of it at that really? point. And I was like, there's gotta be, do we have to do this? Uh, how many times are we going to do this? That's great. And, <laughs> and, uh, and so I was like, I was a little bit, uh, exhausted at that point. Another thing is that the theater that I went into had such a bombastic sound. So like the gunfire oh was my just God. so loud. Yes, the Dolby. I saw it in Dolby and like the shotguns would vibrate in the fucking scene. Yeah. So like it was just a lot. It was like, I, was, I felt like I was being like, uh, caned or something. Like it was just like a lot. Yeah, it was just a lot of like bombat, but that's what I went. That's what I paid to see. So I'm not complaining as far as that, but it was a lot to endure. But, um, I was impressed. I was, and I can't say that I wasn't impressed. I did was very impressed with the cinematography, the stunt work, um, the scale of things, how it moved, the pacing, uh, just it was like it, it was done like, um, as good as you can do it. It was just, I just, I just think editing would have helped. See, I did, I did regarding the length. I didn't really bother me. I could have sat there for another three hours. Tell you the truth. Keep it you, going. You weren't, you weren't tired by the time that he got to those stairs. Well, no, because each of these, and I mean, I, 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 it's like we're on the mission with him. Cause now yeah, I'm exhausted. Yeah. At the right. same time he's exhausted. Yeah. It's very, maybe that game. was done by design. It's very video uh, game. Each, I feel like each action scene brought something different. To, to set it apart from the other kind of action scenes. I feel like, where do you feel like, do you feel like there was a crescendo? I mean, I would say it's either the arc, the triumph scene or the stairs scene is like, it builds, I think it builds I well think, to the end. And then the I end think is kind that, of interesting. I think that for me, the best thing in the whole movie, there was two scenes, all right? The best scene in the movie is Keanu with nunchucks. Okay. All right. <laughs> I was fucking loving that. I fucking loved it so much. I was like, this motherfucker's old as hell, yeah, and he's fucking yeah. beating the shit out of people. And I, I was like, this is a testament to fucking Keanu Reeves. Absolutely. Like, what a fucking complete badass. Like, what a fucking... Like, Tom Cruise, and these guys are fucking 60 years old or yeah. pushing 60, and... You know, young motherfuckers better watch out. I mean, you and, see um, that it's clearly him doing these long takes of F fight choreography. Like they don't cut away and you can see everything. And the video game scene where top down. Okay, yes. That down, was that great was too. Amazing. That was amazing. Where he when when they do the tracking shot when oh, it's above so good. and he's firing the like exploding shotgun yes. at people, I was like I was literally like this is insane. The, this is fucking crazy. That was also that's a dragon's breath shotgun. Also one long take, but visually, you know, again, it looks like a video game, and he's you see these huge muzzle flashes and setting people on fire. And this, I was thinking of the set and the the choreography and how they had to fucking film that. I was like, this is fucking crazy. And then you got the Arc de Triumph rounding out the third with literally people running around while speeding cars yes, are running past but them. But then also that Berlin nightclub scene with Scott Athens is also great. Okay, hold on. We got to break these down. 
because this, I want to just get into these action scenes. Let's start. Let's go back to that first scene you mentioned, <laughs> which happens early on in the movie uh, at the Osaka Continental. Uh, basically, it catches up to there. We find out it's six months later after the end of the last movie. John has been recovering with the Bowery King. He's been training. Uh, he goes to see the elder and fucking shoots him in the head uh, for some reason. I don't know why, but he's on horseback. This causes the Marquis, who is the head of the Maybe high you table. you to narrate this entire movie. I'm just run. saying, we got to catch up on this. <laughs> because the Marquis destroys the Continental and strips fucking Winston and kills the concierge in the beginning right away. And I was really sad that like they fucking killed Lance Riddick right in the beginning. So I have to, I have to interject. That was a little a bit of a, a weird thing because it was like... You just completely undid the third movie in like two seconds. A little bit, yes. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's it's like it's like, well, why did you even have that ending in the third movie? I'll tell you why because they need it. John Wick dies at the end, right? Yeah. And that's the only thing that you get out of it is the rebuilding of the Continental. So they had to rip it down so he could get something at the end. Yeah, you know, to make this deal. all of this worthwhile. Yeah, I like, just found and- that whole plot line where like. The end of the third, he shoots him off the house, so he gets back in the good graces. And then in the fourth one, they're like, "Oh no, you're not back in the good graces." So it was like, and then John Wick just like later sees Winston. Oh, that's Winston. a good point. Yeah, and he's just like, "Yeah, I'm cool with you." The fact the fact that you shot me off a fucking <laughs> building. Well, so look, like here's the thing, right? Really, the plot of these movies is just to string together these awesome action scenes. Right. No, of course. I also appreciate there is very little dialogue in this movie. Which is kind of crazy. I mean, I don't think Keanu says more than a few words at a time. And apparently he trimmed a lot of his dialogue. So, yeah. And uh, yeah, well, he just goes, yeah. Or he goes, no, no, uh, no, was it? No, no quarter. No quarter. It's just no quarter. Uh, but that's how you use Keanu, right? He doesn't oh, yeah, need to talk to be fucking John Wick. So, anyways, the Saka Continental, it is the Japanese Continental, and John is there. Uh, to, and he knows his buddy, and this is where we meet Donnie Yen's Kane. And Hiroyuki Sonata. And Hiroyuki Sonata, who runs the Continental. There's an amazing fight between Sonata and Donnie Yen, and Keanu and Donnie Yen, and his daughter, Akira, is also badass. I wish there was a little bit more of her, but she, that's a great action scene. That's where the nunchucks... She's in the post-credit scene, She is way. in the post-credit scene, yes. Uh, but then the nunchucks, great, and, and you also meet the other character who I love, the tracker... Uh, played by uh, was that Shamir like Anderson guy. and his and no no oh, the, the there's also the, they the also dog. introduced yeah yeah see I don't like the, the tracker with the dog I thought was unnecessary I love that dog the dog was amazing he the provided dog, some of the best it's moments. purely there so John Wick can save a dog later yes but that yes. guy you take that guy out of the movie in the same movie as it happens well I kind of like that it's like different everybody's playing different angles right I thought yeah. it was interesting that he's there to like yeah but he's not as cool as Donnie Yen. He's not as cool like, as Donnie Yen. You, you, have, you have Donnie Yen in the movie. You don't need another guy. He is a blind assassin who kicks so much ass. I mean, I love the moments where he's sitting there eating noodles while there's a fight going on, and they're like, you're going to join us? He's like, I'm coming. <laughs> it's interesting, though, that they uh, both of these assassins that are supposedly hunting John Wick are actually helping him. Yes. One yeah. of them is helping him so he could up the ante and yep. get the... The get this magic up. number that he wants. Yep, that's what yeah. I love. It's, he's playing both sides. Yeah, int- I mean, it's it's interesting. I just don't think he's needed in the movie. No, not really. You're right. But uh, I think, think the, that it just adds, the same movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he does provide a couple of saves. He's there for like the convenient save in some of these action scenes also. Where you're like, yeah. who did that? So that was a fantastic scene. 
Let's move on to very well shot. Yes. You, they also introduce like this big Hispanic guy that's like a good fighter too. I forget the the guy oh. that's leading the group. Che- that's oh, Chidi Marcos Zaror playing Chidi. Yeah. yeah, the guy's like right hand man that 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 uh, built yeah. Mar- the Marquis right, right hand man. man. Yeah, that guy was very very intimidating and hard to put down. And thank God they all have bulletproof vests throughout this whole movie because. I mean, John Wick should have died multiple times in the movie. Oh, John Wick take, but, gets like run over by cars yes, multiple he's hit times. Yes, cars. Hit, just, and like thrown off buildings. I mean, throughout the... They, at this point, John Wick is the Terminator. Yes, throughout the whole franchise, he should have died dozens of times. It doesn't... It's fucking indestructible. I love it. <laughs> uh, I just like when he's running around holding his jacket over his face. Oh, yeah. It's just, oh, it's <laughs> like, just the... Yeah. Like the bullets just, just bounce right off of that. Yeah, they do. It's a bulletproof <laughs> suit. They explain that in the second movie. I, I mean, no, it's bulletproof. Rugs, you sent that video. I watched it. There's a video of a dude who tries to actually make a bulletproof suit with layers of Kevlar and other, and he and they succeed. They actually make a suit. It's a little bulky, but yeah, it's a little bulky, it's, but they it's not as thin as those suits. But he fucking does it. Anyways, let's talk about that Berlin nightclub scene. Why is he in? I had no idea that was Scott Adkins. Right? It's amazing. He's in Berlin because he needs. He has challenged the marquee to a duel, but he needs to be part of a family. He left Is his family. Is it Scott Adkins or um, or should uh, Colin? Who should Colin win the Farrell award? Scott Adkins or Colin Farrell? Or Brandon yeah. Frazier? You can fight yeah. the whale. <laughs> you imagine that's John Wick three, versus that's Brandon three, Frazier. Uh, yeah. Three suits, three yeah. uh, big big guy suits. So he yep. needs to kill Killa, who's got gold teeth and it's fucking huge, and to get to back into the Ruska Roma family. And in this action scene, you have. Something that's like, this is a very not what you would do for a scene, for an action scene, is have hundreds of extras in the background just dancing. I also love in these movies how the world around them, like, people are just keeps getting, moving. it keeps moving. People getting killed in public and nobody seems to notice. I know, like, I noticed okay. that too. Everyone just keeps yeah, dancing. Like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I feel like <laughs> a few yeah. people react, but even in the other movie, like that. No, grand, but like, it's inconsistent. Like, there's people reacting in the next shot. They're the yeah, same they're people are dancing. dancing. But yeah, and, and there's guns being fired. Yes. Like, what, you know, one gunshot goes off. Everybody's in the club, scattered. Running. No, but this yeah. is the world of John Wick where there are assassins fucking everywhere. Everybody's a goddamn. Nah, All of the NPC characters I buy, are just I buy like, it in nope. the universe that I, they're just, I don't buy it, but it's funny. I, that that pulled me out of the movie a little bit. To yeah. be honest. I don't buy it, but I, I find it fu- I, at this point. John Wick is like kind of like Commando at this point. Yeah. The way they portray things, yeah. where it's just like it's this elevated reality that yep. like it really doesn't make sense, but you just like have fun with it. There's a lot of suspension <laughs> of disbelief, but I love the hyper reality of this world. It's the entire movie, the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> but not only look, not only he's doing this action scene with hundreds of dancers. There's 44 waterfalls inside, waterfalling everywhere. There's a fucking dog. Like, this is a complex action scene. The, the death of Killa off the stage. Like, that fight was brutal because he was fucking flipping Wick around. And then... How does he kill him again? He ultimately kicks him off the balcony and he, like, lands on his head. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Then he, like, busts his tooth out to prove that he's dead. Uh, right, right, right. That was a great fight. Like, it was... Be- and, again, these colors... It was good. It was they, good. It was they good. play a hand of poker. They play that. poker, yes. And I love... Like, I, a guy gets five of a kind, which is impossible. Uh, oh, that's right. I love Scott Atkins go, he wants to kill you, he wants to kill you, and he wants to kill you. Who's- he, was, he was hamming it up. Yes. It was good. Thought, I thought he was great. I don't think it's the best use of Scott Atkins. I would have made him the second command, the Spanish guy. I would have put him in that, that role. Yeah. 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 I think he would have had a little bit more. Uh, he probably had more um, 
screen time and dialogue as the as this guy as the killer, but like I feel like it's a waste. Like he could have really flexed his muscles and really showed yeah, his fighting skills. And but you know, they did what they did with him. It's, it's I feel like that was kind of a waste. I mean, it was. Uh, I, I enjoy. I enjoyed that scene. I enjoyed the color. It palette. makes it more fun that you got like a new colorful character. Yeah, like and like Rogues yeah. Gallery, like Batman or something. Just the way he shoots these. Each scene has a different color palette, and it glows differently. Oh, he, 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 his, him, and his whoever his cinematographer are just. It's fantastic. They have an eye for yeah. like every everything they shoot could be like freeze framed and made into a Absolutely. poster. Absolutely, which is why I love this world. I love these movies because of how. They shoot these things. Uh, so he kills Killa. He's back into Rusca Roma. I love the rules of this world. Clancy Brown's Harbinger, who you notice is also missing his ring finger. He must have done that same shit with the elder. Uh, is going to uh, look, supervise the duel. And they play a little game. It's pistols at 30 paces. Well, well, well the duel, if you're going to go this route, the, basically... John Wick is getting back into Ruscaroma because once he's back in the family, the family can challenge he, the family can challenge uh, the Marquis to a duel. Yeah, to get John Wick uh, ex from excommunicado back off of X. Well, he I believe yeah he like needed a family in order to he needed to be part of the family. Yeah, formally challenge him. Yeah. So so now this is on. He it's good. it's sunrise at the top of Sakakura, and fucking Marquis does all he can. To prevent John Wick from making it to the top of the stairs, which leads into that amazing Arc de Triomphe fucking scene in Rush Hour. Have you guys, anybody ever been to Paris? Yeah. No. Oh, you've been there, Rugs. I was there in like the early 90s with my family. We all went there. Lovely city. That, that intersection we visited, it is one of the most, it's busiest intersections, I think, in the world. Just multiple lanes going around in this giant roundabout. And so... For them to shut this down and make it look like it's rush hour and the, the stunt driving, the fact that the actors had to stay on their marks, Keanu had to learn how to do a reverse. You see him do this, a reversed 180 and drift while reloading a prop shotgun. Like, that's fucking him doing that. That was a fantastic. <laughs> was the Arc de Triumph before or after the scene where they're the top in down? The long- I, it was yeah. before. Before? Okay. Then the next one is, I believe it goes into the top down, but. Keanu trained like three months for this movie, and it shows. Uh, I was like white knuckling. I was like, "This is fucking crazy." I scene. mean, let me let me just jump in that that scene is like movie magic. Yeah, because there, there's it's just it's like how did they film that? How did they even do this? How this is insane? It's, it's insane. one of the it's it's I I personally love the tracking shot more above. Yes, but I will admit that watching this scene filmed i'm like this is one of the greatest action scenes you'll ever see in your life yeah like when you watch the technical just everything has to be so precision right for this scene to work yeah all right somebody's dead or seriously injured right i don't know if they're using cg i don't know yeah exactly i don't don't know know. that could be that could be the case but i i don't know but here's what they're using i watched a couple of interviews with chad stahelski and keanu reeves they talked about this scene those are all stunt people actually getting hit by cars. In wow. some cases, they put them on a wire so that when they flew off, they can slow them when they come down. In some cases, the car, with the only CG they used, the car had a pad on it, and they replaced the car. But he's like, he, he even goes, because you can go about 10 to 15 miles an hour and hit a person, and it, and it looks good, and it's safe. 
He's like, at hmm. one point we were pushing it to 20. Uh, but he's like, those are all real stuntmen getting hit by cars. And fucking Ke- Keanu and his stuntmen get fucking bounce off cars. I love when they're flipping in the air and he's shooting a guy after getting hit by a car. It's fantastic. Wow. So, yeah, that's all practical shit, dude. The shit they do. Like, Chad Stahelski has gotten better and better at this shit every movie. And he's pushed it every movie. And it's um, it's amazing. That's, it's crazy. It's It was... It's like... You compare it to all the the stuff that's come before, and it's like, wow, this is they're just taking it another level. It's like it's almost like they've taken it to a point where you go, how can you even top this type? Of I stuff? yeah, I don't know. Historically, like okay, like we could take Bruce Lee for an example. Yep. Like when he started to kind of take the reins over some of the some of the action sequences and shoot them the way he wants to be shot. Like he knows the art form. He knows yep. what he's doing. Yep. And therefore, he brings something new to the table. Jackie Chan did the same thing. Yep, yep. And this is just like an extension of that. I think that the Hong Kong guys did it first, and then, and now all these stunt guys are like, no, no, I, I know what we. This is what we, how we should do it. And um, it's someone who really knows this craft. I mean, Donnie Yen is the same dude. Like he's stunt choreographed a lot of his movies, uh, and he, and in fact, the, the outfit he's wearing. I read. I saw another interview where he said it was kind of inspired by Bruce Lee in this one black and white like TV interview from the '60s, where he's wearing a thin black tie and a black suit. It kind of there's a lot of inspiration. Like there's Warrior, you, the movie Warriors, a little bit of that in yeah, here. The, the, you, you can tell these guys. I mean, the the guys are the, the everyone involved is a fan of the genre, uh-huh. and they're they're they put in tributes where they can. They they're taking everything that. The forefathers, whether it be Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan, all everyone, everything that's come before it, and they build on John it. Woo, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah John, definitely John Woo. There's tons of John Woo in this. Uh, yes, and they, they there's even the, there's a lot of the raid in this too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that's when we get to that top down scene when when that when that camera started moving, I was like, whoa, what's happening? And then it just oh, when it moves going, above, yes. and they're like, and then and then they and then they and then the. They, when it moves above and then they start following, I'm like, oh, yeah. they're doing this. It opens they're doing up. a one-shot yeah. tracking yeah. thing. You see this. the walls and you're like above floating. And I'm just like, holy shit, this is amazing. Look at this shit. I don't know if yeah, that's my favorite crazy. or the Arc de Triumph or the next scene. But also up until now, look, I love the tracker and the dog and how John saves his dog. And now he's kind of brought him in his side, which is kind of important. Um, full cir- they're doing a full circle the, thing with the dog, and the dog even kind of gets a story arc, which we'll we'll, we'll get into because he the, in the arc the triumph scene that dude cheated through the dog in the fucking windshield. I was like, bro, what are you doing? Do not right. fuck with that man's dog. The dog was okay. Well, even the, like the dog, and they did this in three too, um, with Halle Berry's uh-huh. dogs. But like they're coordinating the dog jumping on people too. Uh, yeah, just like they're. They're doing it so seamlessly, like as if the dog is actually there, and it's like, how are they doing? Dude, this? that one dog does an incredible leap up a wall in that third movie. Oh yeah, and I think that's I don't a know real, if that's real. I think that's, I don't real. Think that's real. I've seen dogs get pretty high doing that kind of climb a wall. <laughs> no, they, no, run. no. There's there's like competitive uh, games, right, where they do the high jumps and that stuff. That didn't look real. I th- I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But it, it's uh, it, the fucking dog is is fucking fantastic, uh, and. Uh, he gets his revenge. Uh, so we get that top-down video game fucking action, and then we get to the staircase. 
There are. Have you have you been uh, to this staircase, rugs? When you went to Paris, uh, yeah, I, I have. This I've, been, I've been to this whole fucking yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. been to this whole. <laughs> you see Eiffel Tower and so, so Sacre Coeur. I remember going there. I remember it was beautiful. I remember this staircase. It's two hundred and twenty-two steps to get to the top. I I went I I went the opposite way. I think uh, if you run past the Moulin Rouge and go up the street, like you, oh, you can avoid all already? those stairs. Yeah, there's also like cable cars that take you up there. <laughs> yeah, you have to take the stairs, but. The first pass, fucking John takes out waves and waves of assassins to get to the top. And that bit is amazing. Just the choreography that people fucking toppling. Uh, and then it's hilarious because that dude, Chidi, shows up, knocks John's ass all the way down. I was laughing my ass off. I, I, I laughed too. I was, I was like, like, oh, more stairs. Oh, there's more stairs. I'm like, I felt I, like that the, the Princess Bride was going to land next bit, to her. A little bit. It looked like, felt like that <laughs> I, la- I laughed pretty hard when he ran down the stairs. I was like, this movie, and they did this throughout the movie, but they added in little bits of humor to break it up, and I was like, that's pretty fucking funny. I mean, that stunt when guy. He falls down the fucking stairs. And like, they just do it where it's like, they have no music, and it's just him. The, the audio is just him rolling down the stairs. Yes. <laughs> what was the biggest laugh that you got? Oh, I'll tell that was, you. That was it for me when he falls down the stairs. That was the biggest oh. laugh, but the biggest moment. Uh, back to the was with the dog. Back to the dog. I loved every time the tracker goes nuts. The dog just fucking attacks the dude's nuts. So when the, there's a moment where Chitty is down right at the stairs, and the dog kind of looks at him like, "Can I? Can I get my revenge?" Can I, can, and he goes nuts, and he fucking gets him. He, and then the dude shoots him in the head, and the dog pees on his head. Yeah, that was the big no, laugh. We that broke was- out. I started clapping. Everybody started applauding at that point in the movie. Everyone was, was like, cool. "Yes, it was amazing. That was a great." Yeah, that got that got an outburst. Great dog yeah. moment. Another great moment because he gets to the bottom of the stairs, and Kane is there to help him get up the stairs to, 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 for their own duel that they're going to shoot each other. Right, because uh, well, they're and, friends, but he also wants to kill yeah. him because then he gets a uh, he gets because then he, they won't kill his daughter, daughter and he yeah, yeah. He can visit his daughter. But man, Donnie N's like quiet intensity, the way he moved, the the kind of the humor he had in these in these movements was fucking amazing. So good. I saw something on Letterbox that was pretty funny. They were like, "I'm glad Donnie N could play the exact same character that he was in Rogue in Rogue One." That is true. He, it's another blind <laughs> assassin, exactly. <laughs> like we, it's like, oh, let's take the guy from Rogue One, make him put him in this one now, and do the same shit. This guy's got a little more sense of humor than that. Uh, the Rogue One character was a little more, but yeah, yes. the Rogue One one was he was just saying uh, the Force is with you. Yeah, the force I'm one with, with the Force. You. He the had force some, he had some good lines in this in this one. Yeah, yeah, him eating the noodles was great. What, let me ask Rugs, seeing Donnie Yen in this was that like, were you? Um, no, I did, expect did that tickle this, your fancy, or what would you think about? That? I expected Donnie Young to bring bring it all, and he did. He almost uh, I mean, steals look, the movie. Yeah, he does, and uh, yeah, welcome addition. I think that um, yeah, he's uh one of the best. He choreographs a lot of stuff. I remember seeing him long ago in Iron Monkey, and uh, going, "Oh, this guy's a badass." So um, yeah, I was happy to see him. I think he brought his A game, and uh, you know, it just proves that like uh. Even in late into your career, like you could still be a badass, and uh, he this, this whole franchise is better with him in it. So, and I think that they're going to continue his story because you got this uh, post credit scene, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to wipe the floor with Akira. Like this girl has no chance, but um, uh, yeah, he's definitely something we could see more of. Or who knows? Also, Scott Atkins has fought Donnie Yen in Ip Man Four. That's right. It's kind of interesting. 
Well, I like what Donnie Yen does too because it's like blind guy really, but he like plays it so well, yeah. and he and he moves in a slightly different way than Keanu does. That it goes, oh, this is his own like it's his own style. Yeah. He's got his own thing going on here. I mean, he, yeah, John Wick's so much of a lumbering person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's very he's much. He's much smoother than John yeah. Wick. He just kind of limps around, John Wick. But I mean, the the like at points he's just like firing blindly, but at other points he's very precise. So he's just all. I like when he. I like when he has the guy on the ground. And he just like casually walks by and stabs him like three times in the chest <laughs> with his sword, and then it's it just like, keeps going. Like, he stabs <laughs> John Wick in the hand. He does. Oh yeah, he's like now we're even. He's like we're way yeah. past Eve or something. All right, so that takes us to the ending, which was a l- very surprising for me. I did not know how this movie was going to end. It's a little bit more subdued. Yes, the duel you itself. Get, you get your western ending right there. It's yeah. very western. John and Kane do make it up to the top in time for the duel. The Harbinger's there. The Marquis's there. Winston's there. Winston's there, sweating because if they don't make it, they're gonna fucking kill him. And they do the whole bit with pistols, 30 paces, turn and fire, 20 paces, turn and fire, 10 paces. And the way it plays out is crazy because they both kind of wing each other at the 30 paces. I was like, I don't think they want to kill each other. And they go to 20 paces and they both, and then I think John gets a gut shot uh, and he gets winged again. And then they do 10 paces. Then what happens? John is down, right? Because well, John gets the gut shot. So once he sees it, the mark, he's like, okay, I'm going to get the glory of the right. kill. At 10 paces. He's Kane an arrogant sh- asshole. Kane shoots John. John goes down. Yeah, the mark, he steps in. He's like, let me finish this. And I love I love this line. Winston goes, you arrogant asshole. He hasn't fired yet. Meaning the round is not complete. And John puts one right in the fucking guy's head. And the, that's it. And the marquee is done. Winston and the Continental are reinstated. John is free. His obligations to the high table. It's all over. Just like that. And then he just uns- unceremoniously dies. Yeah, the- was not expecting him to die. No, I was not. He goes, he sits on the steps. He thinks about his wife and his life. And then he just fucking collapses. And then he would see his grave next Do to his wife. you think he's really dead? Though? I no, don't know. No. I don't think so. No, 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 no. They're no, they're. They're doing a whole, this is the way to get him out so he can live a life and rest up. But, you know what, right. though? If he is dead, I still think this is a pretty satisfying final chapter. Oh, he should be dead. The way he's lived. Yeah. This, all, this all should have happened. This all's happened in, like, what, six months? Uh, yeah. Oh, you, you want to know the timeline? Here's the timeline. From Chad Stahelski. He says, well, we figured the first three movies almost happen in, like, a week, a week and a half, somewhere in there. That's my mm-hmm. vision. I think Keanu is a little different. I think this is like six months later. So within a year, I think it all happens. I would say almost within seven to eight months. So just less than a year, all four of these movies take place. Yeah, it's great. I, I'll tell you why. I think he may be dead, and I think there's ways to bring him back. I think they, they don't know, and they just want to let it rest for a bit. So they also Lionsgate already came out though and said they there want will more, be more John, John Wick. Wick. Yeah. yeah, well, they're working on some spin-offs. They're going to spin off. We'll talk yeah. about that. So before we get there, post-credit scene, movie ends. Real quick, post-credit scene. We get we we uh, or we see Kane, Donnie Yen. He can now go visit his daughter, who he was like stalking before. She was playing with the cello or the violin out in public. He's got flowers. He's about to walk up to her, and you see Akira. She's got a knife, pops out in her hand, and she starts walking in the crowd towards Donnie Yen. Horse Kane, and that's it. What yep. what is that setting up? 
Uh, Akira losing a, possibly an arm. Yo, she. I thought she was badass and very attractive, and I was like, I want to see more of her. She did a good job. She's a uh, pop singer. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, Rina Sawayama is uh, who played her. That's right. So I thought that was. Uh, what did you think of that post credit scene, Anthony? It was nice. Yeah, it was good. It was, uh, I mean, good tease keeps the kind of the thing going. You know, this is that world where no one can really get out of. It. Like, you can't really be happy. Where do you think this goes from here? Well, I've I've read yeah. spoilers. I know that uh, not spoilers, but I know that they are making a ballerina movie. Correct. That is stars Anna de Armas as one someone from the Ruska Roma. So remember in the third one when he visits Angelica Houston, there's the ballerina dancing there. Right. It's her is the character, but we will see Angelica Houston in this. Apparently, Keanu, Ian He's McShane, and Lance Riddick. Was the, in it. the last thing he shot was for this movie. Norman Reedus is also in this movie, and they're saying they're trying to get it out summer or spring of 2024. The Continental is a uh, a, a spinoff show that apparently is going to be on Peacock. It's a prequel. will feature a young Winston and how he gets in charge of the Continental. Maybe there's a young John in there he meets. I don't know. Hmm. But so I think we'll see John Wick again in the spinoff ballerina. Anna Darmus, I got to say, she has proven her action chops. She was great in The Gray Man. I think she can she can pull this off. Like, I'm excited for her, for the John Wick people to turn her into uh, an action star. Uh, and, you know, it also helps that Keanu was there to do all this training, to do a lot of the stunts. Uh, I think that it absolutely enhances the fight choreography and the chemistry and the shit you see on screen. 140 kills, by the way. Someone counted it wow. just in this movie wow. by John Wick. That seems low. And like eight words, <laughs> that seems eight words of dialogue for the Wick and 140 kills, basically. Eight words? No, no. He says, uh, he says he only said 380 words in this movie, which is not a lot because it's almost Ooh. three hours long. Who said, John Wick said 300 yes, words? Keanu said only 380 words in the movie. What? I don't even think it's, I don't even think it's that many. I mean, <laughs> that's not a lot. In the first installment, he said 484 words, and that one is like 101 minutes. This mm. is, uh, 10% of the words are featured in the movie's trailer. Uh, most of it's in the beginning. Uh, but, uh, what's, hey, let's, let's move on to the movie. Let's yes. talk about Anyways. the words. Uh, words, <laughs> little words, little words. Uh, but look, I appreciate. Also, I appreciate all like the Greek themes, the Greek mythology tr- themes. Like a, it's like a Greek tragedy. Uh, you have like a Sisyphean staircase. Sisyphean? How do you say that? Sisyphus. The staircase, like Sisyphus, it goes up, comes down, goes up. You know, Herculean tasks. Mm-hmm. Just and then like you see a little bit of a spaghetti western in here. We mentioned John Woo, the Warriors. Uh, the scene with the, the DJ the ninjas. Yeah. Uh, the ninjas and the DJ, like kind of narrating his trip to the soccer court that happens in the warriors where she's like keeping track of all right. the warriors get across town. Uh, so I love all these homages to these action movies. Uh, and again, it's only, it's one of the few successful original franchises out there that people are still into is amazing thing that they have created. And if this is the end, I'm okay with jo- John dying. Let, That's let, cool. let him rest. After yeah, all this, I agree. Jesus Christ! I really, when I watch this movie, I just always think of the Punisher. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I feel like okay, you have Rambo was a one man army and all that other stuff, and and then you have Commando, one man army, and then you got the Punisher as the one man army. So, yeah. uh, 
and then now you got John Wick as a one man army, and and uh, he's now the he's got the most successful one man army I think that's out there, right? Other than uh, who else? Who, I mean, yeah. Ethan Hunt and well, uh, he, James Bond are both one man armies, well, but not to this level. Yeah, they have teams, Ethan, right? Them. Ethan has a team. Mission Impossible. This is right. John, I mean, John has a little bit of help from the concierge and from Winston. Yeah, a little bit, uh, but, but he's also like the Terminator. Yes, he's a lot like the Terminator indestructible motherfucker yeah i mean this movie for like wrapping up a little bit like it it's genre like it's genre altering like it's something that's gonna be remembered i think forever absolutely the, the whole franchise i think is gonna be remembered forever um i think it if we're talking about like in the pantheon i think it like solidifies keanu reeves is like being up there with everyone oh, with yeah. arnold oh yeah. With, oh yeah with stallone with bruce lee with clint eastwood with you know Whoever from the uh, uh, Akira Kurosawa movies, I forget the names of those guys, like, you know, with all of those guys. Like, Keanu's is up there with all the greats. I mean, he I mean, already, he already had the Matrix. Yeah, he already yeah, had he the was, Matrix. He had so. the Matrix. He had Speed. He had Point Break. But for him to be doing this at Man this of age. Tai Chi, he's had other But, like, this too. is yeah. even bigger than the Matrix almost. Like, he does the Matrix oh, yeah. and, like, he does the other two and then kind of goes away, right? And, like, this was another rebirth Keanu sans for his career. Yeah, he's he's doing something that like frankly not a lot of the guys from the 80s yeah. and 90s are doing yeah. which is like coming back and doing stuff in your 50s and 60s and to not be garbage. Yeah. Um, you know, you look at you look at the shit Stallone's doing and you're like, "Fuck, man, what the fuck?" Um, <laughs> yes. I mean, he, he like what's what's also interesting too is like right now Keanu's like taking the lead amongst like the modern action franchises. Ironically, the three big modern action franchises are all releasing movies this year. You got John Wick. Yeah. You got Mission Impossible yeah. with Tom Cruise. You got Vin Diesel with Fast and yeah. the Furious. They're True. all releasing movies this year. Yeah. And right now, John Wick has like just pushed himself to the forefront where he's like, the bar has if you set. want hand-to-hand combat that's shot beautifully and shit you've never fucking seen, like this is the movie. I think the only thing that's come close on a much smaller scale is Extraction. Yeah. Um, just because it's it's a very well choreographed movie where it relies on the character to like sell his physicality and uh, being able to handle weapons and handle people and do fisticuffs and all that stuff. So um, we'll see what happens with Extraction too. If that, but that's not coming out in theaters. It's not a theater movie. So I right. feel like it's 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 always going to be like direct to video. Uh, in your thoughts and how you compare it and everything. I, I mean, yeah, let me, let me add on to that too. Like there's a difference, right? Like when it's released in the movie theater, yeah. it just makes it seem like this was a bigger movie. Yeah. Even if they spent the same exact money, yeah. like extraction spent 69 million on their first yeah. movie. Great, great number by the way. <laughs> and like, but it, it, you don't think about it in the same way that you would think of John wick because it never came out in the movie theater. Do you think this right. that sequel to that movie? 65 should be 69. I was thinking that the other day. Uh, look i love how they kind of reverse the tropes of the action movies like i mentioned before you know the third act where you think the bad guy's dead he pops back up this doesn't happen in john wick movies once you're down you stay down you're fucking dead well he puts 10 bullets he puts 10 bullets in you and rugs in your instant reaction you said something about uh he, he has unlimited bullets i have to disagree you see him 
perform logical ammunition management. He, when he runs out of bullets, he grabs another clip from somebody else. He grabs somebody else's gun. When the gun is empty, he'll throw the fucking gun. He'll grab a book. He'll grab whatever's around. Like he's constantly. No, that, that whole thing in the, with the cars, he was using that gun a little bit without, without reloading. Uh, I, I would say, he, but like that's in that particular scene. In that it was, one scene, okay. I think it was a yeah. They had abandoned like okay. Let, let's let's let him shoot as many times. Grab as guns when he's out of ammunition. I think he just got shit. those cool guns that shoot twenty rounds. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you had the armor piercing um, bullets because these guys have all this armor. Yeah. So you got to go underneath the armor and the suits. But fuck, man, this is again. This movie should be studied. This is a, a, a masterclass in action film. I mean, I think he. Every movie he's pushed action filmmaking to another level, and this is the bar, and it's a great year for action movies. Look, uh, it's a fucking testament to the whole genre. It's fucking a testament to Keanu Reeves. It's a testament to Chad Stileski. It's it's all the things that we've talked about, Hong Kong uh, films, we've all the stuff from the 80s that we grew up with, all the stuff that's uh, popular now, uh, You know, even Frank Castle, all that stuff all rolled into one and it's all there for you. Um, and it does have a future. This whole, uh, one of the things that's great about John wick, even though like some of the story doesn't make sense and it feels weird. They did create this whole thing with this, the, the high table and the continental is fantastic and the world building. So it can exist beyond this. And uh, I, I, a TV show that kind of reestablishes this and really um, solidifies it would be great. I mean, you know, the high table has adjudicators. They have harbingers. They have all these people in these weird positions to get things done. That's fascinating. The coins are great. The rules, you know, there's rules and you break the rules and you suffer the consequences. I'm just excited because of like what I said earlier about how these movies, there's all the big franchises are coming out with movies this year. like, I felt like for a while, action movies were just superhero movies, yeah, yeah. and that's fine. Like I like superhero movies, but fuck it, man! Action movies are back. Yeah, absolutely, they're making fucking action movies. Listen, that's all we got for action movies were superhero movies, right? But they're 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 like not only like you had to like look to foreign places to find the good action movies, and that's what quick. exactly what I did. Right, I would always dig around for stuff that had wasn't as corporate. Stuff that wasn't as, uh, you know, I guess, um, you know, it was just kind of more polished and, and they, they wrinkled that they ironed out all the wrinkles and there wasn't there wasn't any like grit to it. And so this does have it, even though you can make a movie that is viable, that still is kind of polished, but it still have grit, too. And what, it, what, the, what this movie is doing is this bringing like action movies back to the mainstream in Hollywood. Yeah. Well, I think studios are they're risk averse and they're hesitant in this franchise, superhero franchise era of trying anything new, but we've seen like nobody was great. Like this to be an original franchise, four movies deep and each one get better and make more money. I mean, you look at these, you look at the Mission Impossible. Yes, Fast and Furious is like When a, you look yeah, at like, Fury Road, right? Yes. And, Fury you Road. Think, and you think about how practical everything was, it's more impressive to you. Yeah. Because it's not just all CG. Yeah. All it's right. just something to it. Let's uh, let's finish up here, Anthony. Final thoughts. Rate this movie and uh, rank it amongst the four there, since we've seen them all now. Yeah, I mean, just reiterate: action movies are back. It's made me pumped about the the way where the genre is and where it's going. 
And it's the action movies have kind of been back, but this solidifies like they're they're back back. And uh, you know now you have we've got Mission Impossible coming out, and we've got Fast well, Nine or Ten, X, whatever that is, 10. Fast and Fast and your uh, you know so you know the, these the genres here staying and action movies are besides superhero movies, which are kind of action, although they're a little bit of their own thing. Action movies are probably my second favorite genre, so yeah. it's great to see. I'm so pumped about it that I'll announce right now that we're going to do a 21st century tournament yes. at some point um, with all these action movies. So as far as ranking the movie, I feel like all the John Wick. So here's how I'll think of, I think about it. I feel like all the John Wick movies are like the same. They just kind of level up each other a little bit. But if I'm being honest, John Wick one has the most like personal stakes because he shoots the dog right everyone everyone can relate the to like dog a dog that guy. his dead wife left him right so like that that one has the most personal stakes but like John Wick four clearly has better action than John Wick one yes. so it depends what you want I think John Wick one is still just like a more personal movie but you flip it any day and John Wick four could be the best one on the floor. Um, I still have I have them ranked all in the same spot. I'm going to rank this movie a eight and a half. Okay. The only reason I don't have it a nine, nine and a half, ten is because I just feel like it's a little too long, and it doesn't have the um, like emotional stakes that like a ten out of ten well-rounded action movie would have. But if you're just basing it purely on fight scenes, action, cinematography, it's a ten. No, you're absolutely right. I'm going to go next. I'm going to I. I'm I'm going to give this movie a nine. I fucking love all these movies. But so ranking it uh, like two, I think I would put it at the bottom. John Wick three. Most people have three at the bottom. I, 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 I like three. I put two and then three. And then it's so close. But it's exactly for what you said. The first movie, if you're looking for emotion and, and, and some kind of emotional stakes, the first movie kills it. But four, definitely, the action filmmaking is at its best. It is the yeah. best stunts. I didn't mind the length. I didn't think it was too long. I could use more. Keep it coming. It is all repetitive, but they give you what you're there to see, and it's fucking glorious. So it's really close. Like I, I, I want to put four first. They're tied. I don't know. But just like you said, on any day, it could flip. One has a better story. Four has absolutely the finest action shit I've seen in a long time anyway. Drugs. And the order is one, four, three, two. Okay. That's the way it is. Okay. Interesting. It's um yeah, John Wake, the first one is the is uh it's one that started it all. Yeah. It's got it it's got the most emotional uh connection. It it sets the tone. It's a conventional uh small movie. Right, fourteen million it cost, or something like the that. First one costs like fourteen or twenty million, yeah, something like that. Right. twenty million. So, on a movie with that small a budget, that's, true. that's a fucking accomplishment. Yeah, that's true. All right, this movie's got like what a hundred million. Hundred million. All right, and they use every cent of it. Yep. Okay. Yep. I'm gonna give it a rate. I mean, the other two are three is fine and two is fine. I think three um, is longer and has a, uh, uh, I guess. Uh, it just is. It's packed with. It's got Mark Cascos in it. You know. Yeah, he's great. Uh, he fights the two guys from the raid too, which is yeah. Fucking awesome. He gets yeah, thrown he, through so much glass. In the, the, oh my god, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's so funny. <laughs> it's constantly glass. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's a. When I remember in the theater with watching number three, and I was like, "Whoa, this shit's still going." <laughs> oh my god, there's still more. Yes. <laughs> and then this did even more than that. Yes. So yeah. it's it, it, it. But of course, I had more time. But yeah. like, 
rating wise, man, I, I'm thinking about giving it a nine too. Nice. So uh, I'm going to give it a nine. And the reason why, I mean, there's a lot of shit that bothered me in this movie, but it being a little too long and the, the fact that nobody gives a shit in a nightclub that there's uh, <laughs> it's a John Wick world, baby. Yeah. I, yeah I don't know. You can explain that. They were, dancing. They were on Molly. Still paying um, attention. I thought it was good. I think that I uh, saw Keanu Reeves wielding nunchucks in only not in the typical way that you'd see them, yeah. not in a Bruce Lee way, in a Keanu way. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole body language to Keanu. There's the lumbering. There's the like the direct, precise movements. He's flipping around on people while all the, he's looking for like the weakness and under the armor, getting it in there, you know. So um, that's just brilliant. It's just done with such precision that I have to just respect the craftsmanship. And uh, so where the writing and some of the choices are lacking, the action is just so good. You cannot deny its power. So uh, that's why it's got a nine. For I mean, I can honestly say I was I was blo- I was kind of blown away by this fucking movie. Uh, regarding the nunchucks, there's another article I read where Keanu is lefty, but he decided John Wick should be righty. But you also see him switching hands at certain points with the nunchucks and weapons. So he's a little ambidextrous, which is kind of impressive to do that. Uh, and then the other thing I wanted to mention is that you see all these stories about Keanu and he seems like the fucking nicest, coolest down to earth guy. Like he helps people out. He gives them money when he finds out they're in need. There's pictures of him just riding the subway. He lives in New York. He still takes the fucking subway. Like w- just seems like a really cool dude that you want to have a beer with. So that, that helps. <laughs> that helps. He's a cool guy. I want to hang out with Keanu. <laughs> Uh, okay, we're not done. Let's find out what the listeners thought about John Wick 4 in news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. All right, Jesse Rodriguez comments. Fuck yes, 10 out of 10. I'm fucking impressed. My order for the series is 1432, just like Rugs. That's what I said. Just yeah. like Rugs. He says Donnie is fucking amazing in this movie alongside Keanu. Also, being in construction and having a father that's an architect, the series deserves appreciation for the locations they choose, the buildings they place the characters in, and the overall aesthetics and cinematography. However, this movie could have been buttoned up to a two hour, 15 minute runtime, but overall, the series is just straight exceptional. For action fans. Also, this one's a fan favorite for B action movie fans, with Scott Adkins getting a great moment with a fat suit. All, All they needed was Frank Grillo. Uh, yes. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> they, they need to make another one with Frank Grillo. Uh, and then he says, also, how about Klaus? I am Klaus. LOL. Entire theater was rolling. I don't remember. I, I am Groot. That. What was that part? The, Ro- the Ruscaroma. I right? am Klaus. Isn't that guy with Klaus part of the Ruskaroma? Yeah, he just says, I am, I am Klaus, Klaus. Like, I am Groot. I am Klaus. Yeah. And then, yeah, also, like, I guess John's real name is Jardani. Maybe that is that his, like, given name? She keeps calling this is him. This uh, Belarusian name. This is Belarusian name, Jardani. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Jose Ibarra says, Jose. was it longer than it needed to be? Yes. Could I go for another three hours of this? Absolutely. I fucking loved it. I fucking loved it. The shot from above and Wick is clearing out rooms with incendiary ammo was pure gold. I nearly jumped out of my seat for the Donnie Yen Hiroyuki Sonata face off. Lastly, shout out to the Marquise Taylor 
absolute drip. I guess he, you know what drip means. It means uh, very fashionable. Looks nice. Looks yeah, good. Yeah. I guess he was dressed well. I didn't. Oh, I thought we were talking about peeing and like. Mm. Oh, that's no, that's right. when you got to get your prostate checked. That's when your mind yeah. is still still dripping. No, absolute drip means good good fashion, right? Good fashion. Yeah, your drip is your fashion. What did you think of his outfit? I th- you know I didn't really notice. Yeah, he looked good. He did look good. They, Everyone looks good. Yes. Every, John Wick looks good. Yeah, all the costuming is fantastic. The suits look sharp. Uh, and they they they, they don't. They pension they pay attention to detail. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Oh yeah. Uh Blake Braden says my reaction to this movie is the same as the above comments with only one slight change. The ending felt very thrown together last minute. I know they were supposed agree to, with that. I know they were supposed to film four and five back to back, but plans got changed. I just wish for a different ending. The same outcome can happen, but I didn't feel the emotion of Wick's death after seeing him in four movies. I thought I'd garner a bit more emotion. But it just felt that. so quick and done with. I also, I, agree. I, I have to agree. It was, I was like, oh fuck, he's dead. They just that's how that's it. That's how they gonna end it. Yes, they were supposed to make four and five back to back, but you can kind of see how this movie probably, if you split it in two, you gotta pad it more. So I think they just decided to shove it all in one thing. I'm glad they didn't do that, but I would love to see more John. So those are the comments. Uh, and then finally, Rick Martinez posted this trailer. For a Netflix show, animated show with a caption "Geek Boner," Geek Boner. It's a Gamera Rebirth official trailer from Netflix. Did you guys check this out? It looks. I did. I did. It looks. What do you guys think? I like. It looks pretty sick. The animation looks great. I'm definitely down for this. 100. percent I think it looks great. I think it looks really good. I don't even like anime, but uh, Gamera needs some love. And if they can make those fucking characters from the 60s and 70s those kaiju that he battled yeah. look, like give him a modern twist and do it with you know this anime style like i think that one is jiger is that jiger there's a but he's fighting a bunch yeah. of uh kaiju that, that yeah. one that one that they're featuring the most is jiger okay and like, he's a kind of a silly looking character in the mo- in the movies but uh they made him look cool so i'm curious to see if they do that with all the characters streaming worldwide this year it says but no i thought that fucking the whatever the cell shading with hand drawn however they're doing this looks fucking dope camera looks great you see him flying i think they're doing all the shows like that yeah. now like it's cg but it's got like a 2d look to it uh the it's very similar to what they did with the godzilla both godzilla oh, yeah, uh, yeah. animation they w- what they did with the uh, the first godzilla animation was like three movies and it was done like this then they did another one called singular point where Godzilla was animated like that, but everybody else, everybody else yeah. was, was hand-drawn. This, yeah, this looks better than that a little bit. Uh, so, those were, I, I mean, I kind of like the way that they did it in Singular Point yeah. with the hand-drawn characters, yeah. because for some reason, the regular human characters always look like uh, like they're from the Wii or something. <laughs> like, it's just, remember the, the little Wii? Yeah, you're, you, yeah, you're Wii person. Yeah, you're me. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they they kind of have that quality to it, so they they need to do something different with that. But um, looks great. I mean, uh, as long as it's not boring, right? Like right. the two Godzilla things that they put out, the two animations for Godzilla. One was like one was three boring movies. Yeah, I didn't like. Then, I didn't like those. I didn't. I tried to watch them, and then and then Singular Point was even more boring. Yeah. Boring. So <laughs> I could not finish those. I was like, I, this is. I don't want to watch this. Horrible. Anymore. Yeah. It was not so good. it's not like, and it's not about how it looks. Yeah. It's about. What the fuck is the story? Is it engrossing? Is it embracing? We want to see. We want to see. Let them fight. Let's. I want to see. Like 
the aesthetic of Pacific Rim, yeah. where like the first one, where Del Toro had like them just slugging it out. It felt like a fucking action film. It felt like, uh, you know, and, and even uh, Kong and Godzilla, the new, the new one, that was uh, no story story wise terrible, but, but it was fought. entertaining. They were fighting. Yeah. Now, this looks great, and I, I, you know, thanks to Anthony, I've seen the Gamera trilogy from the '90s, which is awesome. Yeah, it's go great. back and watch some of those films from the '70s. Yeah, no, I'm just gonna watch this. I don't know if I'll watch the older one. <laughs> the '90s Gamera got me into. I was like, this is cool. Gamera versus Giron is one of the fucking craziest movies you'll ever see. Okay, maybe I'll check that one. So he fights a kaiju that has a knife for a nose. And oh, shoots ninja size out of his nose. Oh, ninja nose. <laughs> ninja knife nose. He's no. basically knife head. Sure. Knife head, yeah. Why not? Who was I talking to? Somebody said like the where's this on the show where or is it in the Discord? The like ninjas it was on the Discord. Discord pe- you're talking about. Yeah, ninjas, yeah. People yeah. who who know ninjas go it's all pretty accurate except they never use throwing stars because it's right. inefficient and they have to go get them and it's kind of a waste of metal, which makes sense. But I'd <laughs> yeah. I'd like to think that they did use ninja stars. Yeah. Okay, let's finish. I mean, up. They, they existed. They just probably weren't as you know yeah. used as much. Yeah, just watch Enter the Dragons. What is it in the Dragons Den? Ninja in the Ninja Dragons in Den. The Dragons Den. Oh, Cult cl- it's a classic. Uh, okay, I'll tell you what the legend of the ninja. <laughs> Shaka Ninja. <laughs> if you listen to the end of last week's episode, you'll know what we're talking about. Uh, okay, let's finish up with some what are we watching, Anthony? Have you watched anything in, of note? I'll, I'll let you guys talk about Mandalorian because I'm I think I'm going to just binge oh, it shit. before the end of our. Okay. Um, but because of John Wick and because of because of John Wick, I decided I need to see what else. What are the yeah, other yeah, yeah. the action movies that everyone talks about? And I watched The Raid for the first time. Oh shit! And. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> One of the greats. One of the greats. Well, it's a great movie. Yeah. It's a great action movie. Is it? Uh, are we talking about like Schindler's List here? No. Where we? Are we? If we're talking about game-changing action movies, this is the one that every, a lot of people talk about. I've seen a lot of inspiration in Dread, in uh, the Daredevil series, yep. um, and they, yeah, they fucking Eco. I don't know how you say his name, but Eco uh, Kuwais. Man can Iwo move Kuwais. and. Um, it, like they shoot every, everything's shot on screen, but it's different. There's a lot more of like a chaos to this. Mm. Like Bruce Lee is like beautiful ballet. Jackie Chan is like interacting with like objects around him. John Wick is kind of like beautiful gunfighting, mm. like cinematic. This is just like straight up fucking let's kill people. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, the raid is great. It's uh, it's yeah, I don't have much to say. I mean, it's fucking it, like everyone's seen it yeah. that it likes action movies. I was late to the game. I've always been aware of it, but I never actually sat down and watched the entire movie, and um, can't wait to watch the raid too. That's uh, I will admit I got I got really fucking I got to catch up on these two, and it's all it's often you never seen reference. No, I've seen parts of them, but I've never oh, the raid, said the whole yeah, thing. Raid is, I want to watch both good. of them, and if we're doing this tournament, I will be watching both of them because the raid will be in the tournament. Absolutely sure. deserve it deserves to be in there. So right on. Uh, what are your what are your, rugs? Just what do you, what is your history with the raid? What when you first saw it, what did you think? Oh, I thought it was pretty badass. I was like, "Whoa, these motherfuckers are serious." It's like very brutal. It's like it's brutal. It's yeah, it's totally brutal. Uh, it is like um, uh, maybe an homage to Game of Death, where like uh, uh, Bruce Lee is fighting his way up a, a tower. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's good. That's a good point. And uh, I, I, I caught that immediately, and I thought it was like you know very very lean. It was like okay, we have this, we have this uh, premise. 
He's gotten up the this this building, and uh, they they pretty much use like everything. They they're sneaking into things, they're crawling through things, and when they get caught out there, they're using the environment. And it's very creative in how they do it. And uh, yeah, that guy that looks kind of like Genghis Khan in there. Yep, the little short guy that's the like the boss. Yeah, so like I I like that too. It's like. I don't know if they're doing the Genghis Khan thing on purpose, but I, that's how I saw it. Like I, I interpreted it like that's that's the Genghis Khan guy. Uh, yeah, when, but when it's he not. fights when he fights uh Eco Uis and his brother, the brother that he plays in the movie, when it's a two on one, it's like it's a great fight when they do yeah. a two on one. I mean it's, it's like and he's like a little guy and it's like it's it's so believable that he's actually fucking fucking both of these guys. <laughs> I know. It's pretty. I haven't seen it in a in a few years, but I just remember it being very brutal. And yeah, uh, a lot of that um, MMA stuff is in there. Yep. Yep. So it's not just all like because like you got to understand like uh, the whole thing about uh, martial arts films was Crouching High Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Wire Work, Yang Mu Ping, uh, you know, all that kind of historical stuff. And this is kind of like a modern day tactical uh, using MMA moves and it's it, hyper violent, bloody. So it has a forward sensibility, a like newer sensibility, a little bit more of a grittier sensibility than those films. Where does this take place? Is it Korea? Indonesia. It's oh, an Indonesian, Indonesian film. The, but the, the martial art they're featuring is called Penchat Silat. Ah. But what I, what I like about the movie is. It's 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 like they're featuring the martial art, but it's not a martial arts film. It's like an action movie that they just happen to be using the martial art. Right. Right. Like it's like where you look at like so the 80s, 90s, you're like, oh, those are martial arts films. This is not that. It's not Ong Bak or it's not Bloodsport, but they're fucking using martial arts. Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting as Indonesian as made by Gareth Evans. Spike dude. Yeah, that is strange right? too. But it, I mean, it's he cl- makes he directs both of them. Yeah, but uh, clearly all Indonesian cast and crew. But uh, he's so yeah. No, it's I, one to watch, yeah, Ron, especially no, when if and when we do this. We're tournament. doing this. I, I got to catch up. I got to watch this. I'm embarrassed that I haven't Pro- seen probably, it. Probably, from what I understand, what people consider one of the greatest action films ever. Absolutely, a front runner to win the whole thing. Possibly also. I'm excited to watch the raid too. I don't know if people think that one's better. Okay. Uh, Rugs, you want to talk Mando real quick? Did you watch the Mando? Yeah, I did. Okay, wait. Spoiler. <laughs> spoiler alert. Real short episode, but a lot happens. Uh, some notable things in this one: a Grogu flashback. We get to see how he survived Order sixty six. Who saved him? Jar Jar Binks. And who did. saved him? Jar Jar Binks. An amazing redemption part for Ahmed Best who did the motion capture and voice for Jar Jar Binks for the prequels, a role that made him suicidal for all the shit he got for being Jar Jar Binks. So to see him come back and play a Jedi that saves Grogu, dual-wielding lightsabers, that's, yeah, he's badass. that's pretty dope. That's pretty dope. And I'm hoping maybe Jar Jar is going to be in the show and then he can kill him like on an episode. It'd be great. <laughs> Imagine if he killed Jar Jar well, Binks. Because be Jar Jar is like a senator from Naboo now, right? And they had like a right. Naboo ship that saved him. So maybe he sent the ship or I don't know who sent the ship. Wow. Uh, but that that was fun. And then the other bit with the uh, the, the kind of kaiju raptor snatches the kid and they got to go get it. That shit was pretty. Yeah, they got to climb up the mountain and they uh, climb up the mountain and get the kid who comes out completely dry out of his mouth, not digested <laughs> yeah. at all. Yeah. I'm not sure what was happening. There, but it was up with that. 
How did they know that they did that? That was people going to notice that they didn't just didn't care. Yeah, I, I don't guess. know. That, uh, that was odd. It's Star Wars, but it's four just ep- four of episodes things. in. Yeah, let me ask you guys: yeah. Is Mando living up to the Mando uh, precedence before? Or is it cl- no. is it closer to Mando or is it closer to Boba Fett? You know, it has the lowest rating so far of the Mandos. Oh, no. Not a lot. I think less people are watching it. It's not it. terrible. It's not terrible, it's, but it's, it's missing just, something. It's just not as good as the other ones, that's all. Mm. It's kind of a... I, I don't know where the story's going. I don't know if it's like the story's kind of all over the place. Well, Bo-Katan tells the armorer oh, about... Yes, the Mythosaur. She saw it. About the Mythosaur. But then she's like, ah, you're just seeing things. She's like, no, I saw it for real. But she didn't tell anyone else. I thought that was interesting. Right, and he and she saves uh, Visla's kid. Oh yes, that's the kid that gets snatched. So and he's yeah, he goes with it. So her. maybe um, and now they got three of those raptors for their oh, baby raptors. Oh yeah, they took because they killed the raptor and they had the they had babies uh, and they brought the babies Mandalorians back. like riding beasts. They do. They <laughs> ride. They ride the Mythosaur and other beasts. Uh, it's I think it's interesting that the, the the numbers are down. I don't know if people are getting. I'm enjoying it, but I don't know. I don't know. It's not getting me like the last two seasons. I don't know. Whatever. It's just when you got a bunch of people with helmets on. It is. It's hard. There's a lot of them in this now, right? And a lot uh, of no faces. Yeah, you need something sexy. Uh, I, I, I need. I need a little something else. You know, this is a fantasy show. Let's go. I mean, Bo Katan is like the sexiest thing on the show, even with their helmet on. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> So yeah, it's uh, we're. Ha- I think there's only I don't know how many are left. Maybe only four more. We might be halfway done with the Mando already. Well, look, uh, four or five more. I'm, I'm not like I'm not like disinterested in the show. Yeah. I just don't feel like it's uh, it's on par with what we've seen in the past, and uh, it's just moving along. Like they wasted a lot of time on this episode last week right. with this ancillary character, yeah, Doctor Pershing, and um, yeah, it just seems like it's kind of like. Doing weird shit, but I don't dislike it. I just think it's not as good as it could be. That's all. all right. All right. Do you watch anything else, Rugs? Okay. So we just talked about the raid, right? Yeah. Which is about a story about a, a bunch of uh, uh, tactical dudes like trying to work their way up this building. Well, I just watched The Princess, which is a story of a Princess uh, Bride. We reviewed that already. You didn't have no, to watch it. No, it's a story. It's, <laughs> it's, it, it's a direct video film on Hulu. Oh. Uh, starring oh. what's her name? It is uh, Joey Joey King uh, from uh, from the 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 train movie with Brad Pitt, Bullet Train. Oh, you know, okay, her. So she is a princess that has been trained. Uh, like the king has, uh, he's one of these uh, kings who are who's into diversity, and so he has all kinds of people living in his kingdom, and one of them is is from the east. And trains his daughter in the ways of fighting, and he wants her to be the successor. But uh, the old ways of the, you know, only a man could be the successor. It's kind of like Game of Thrones. It looks like Game of Thrones a little bit ish. So, yeah. uh, anyway, the brother, the jealous brother, comes in and, like, he's like, I'm going to usurp this. I'm going to, or, or I'm going to marry the daughter, and she doesn't want to get married. So they, he, he drugs her and locks her up in the, in the tower, right? So now she, like the raid, instead of having to go to the top, she has to go with to the debt all the way down to the bottom. Oh, shit. And she has to fight her way to the character. And since so she's been trained by, like, a ninja, she's a medieval ninja. Holy shit. It's, so it's an action movie. Yeah. It's an action How is movie. the action? I would say, uh, 
you know, above average. I action would say. fantasy. Oh, okay. Like above average. You know, there's, you see the average action movie uh, with martial arts. It's like it's a little bit better. It's like a little bit better than TV level. I would okay, say. Yeah, it's on Hulu. I remember when this came out, and I was like, "Oh, it's, it's no Frank Grillo movie, uh, Frank by any stretch and everything." But there was a couple of parts. Uh, I mean, it's got Olga Olga Kurlyenko in it. Okay, the uh, Taskmasters in oh. it. Oh, oh, that's and, the Taskmaster. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a couple of there's a couple of decent shots in it, but it's not with John Wick. It's not even in the same fucking nowhere near in the oh, same. Dominic orbit. Cooper is in it. Well, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of people in it. Anyway, Stark. yeah, okay. So if you want to watch an action movie that's kind of like silly and uh, and you know it's it's a fun little jaunt, um, but not great, uh, but watchable. The next thing I watched was Sea Beast, which is a movie that was nominated for an Oscar what? animated movie. Oh, it's on oh. Netflix, and the reason I watched it is because it was nominated for an Oscar opposite Pinocchio the, from. Oh. Uh, and so I'm like, oh, another Netflix thing that was an eye for an Oscar. Let, Let me check this beast. out. Yes. And okay, I'm going to say this. Uh oh, he's got something to say. Uh oh. Um, as an animated film with CG animation, uh, a lot of it is fucking amazing Whoa. as far as animation. All right. Okay. Animation, it's CG, um, detail. Water animation, a lot of water in this. It looks like, yeah, fucking great. Um, character designs, great. Um, the the beast, the main sea beast in this sucks. Um, and uh, essentially the the story sucks. Uh, It should not have been nominated for an Oscar. It it is How to Train Your Dragon. It's the exact same movie. Yeah, but not as good. But they put like this political spin on it. They're trying to say like. Don't trust the history books. So the the whole premise of this movie is there are these sea monsters and and this whole society is is, is um built around hunting these sea monsters like whaling. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like they have to kill these sea monsters, and the reason that they're killing them is because all these old stories, the history for thousands of years has been that these monsters attack people on land, and they're like no, and so this these few people meet this one sea beast. That decides not to kill them and they befriend it, just like how to train your dragon. Okay. And okay, cool. But then two seconds later, there's a sea beast that tries to kill them. <laughs> okay. I'm like, well, that undo- does your whole entire theory that the all of these things are friendly. You're like, no, this fucking they this fucking giant crab comes out and tries to fucking kill you. And there's like a kaiju fight between these two things. And you know, it saves them, whatever. But I'm like, all right, how do you know that this shit didn't happen? Like your whole premise of this story is is, is so weak, <laughs> and uh, it just ruined the movie Aww. for me. So How to Train Your Dragon uh, is great. Those are those movies. Yeah, are so it's great. basically how to it's How to Train Your Dragon with pirates. Okay, if you want to watch it, okay. I love animated movies, so I watch them all. Um, it it is breathtaking to watch, and it has some great action sequences, and just in generally well directed and all that stuff. Just. People need to learn how to write a fucking story. And the characters are great. The characters are great and you you get sucked in, but like fucking write a good plot that makes sense that you don't fucking undo your own rules when you're doing it. Yeah, it's, it's like it's that simple. It's annoying. So yeah, I watched the Sea Beast. Wow, that was nominated for an Oscar, huh? Oh, yeah. Okay. 
Uh, I watched uh, Triangle of Sadness, the movie that oh, you uh, watched. And you before. did you watch the whole entire shitting scene? I I did the the vomiting shitting scene was amazing. It's this actually it's a really good movie. You don't know where it's going. It's told in these three crazy parts, and the twists and turns are 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 compelling. Uh, Woody Harrelson plays an amazing drunk captain of this yacht. It does not give a fuck. And the ending is ambiguous, like you had mentioned, and it kind of leaves it up to you, the viewer, to just think about it, decide what actually happens. It doesn't have an ending. It just ends abruptly. But good fucking movie. I really enjoyed it because I was like, where? What is happening? I still think about that movie. Yes. It, it, it stays with you. It definitely stays with you. It's what does uh, what do you think about the uh, uh, the uh, the Greek guy, the the, the billionaire, uh, oh, the, the, the Russian dude, the big, the big fat guy. Yeah. 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 What do you think he's great? He's hilarious. He drank a lot. And uh, I didn't understand. He had like a girlfriend, or, like a wife and a mistress or something with him. Yeah, I think. Yeah, he had the mistress and the wife. Yeah, no, there's some the there's ride. some some quirky characters. The whole middle scene might make you vomit, though. Uh, especially if you get seasick easily, there's a lot going on. Yeah, it's very good though. It really is nominated for best picture. I could see why because it's just it's it's very it's different, and it is an experience. It's a fucking journey. Uh, I wish they would have ended it. Didn't yeah. you wish they would? Did you? You know what? I, it's it's a life. You, you know that you know it's going to end that way. Why not just show it? I like, mean, it's kind of like the ending of out. Sopranos, right? Where yeah. they just cut to black and they leave it up to you. Whatever you think happens, happens. Yeah, I hate when they do that. It's a great commentary on class classism and like different struck hierarchy of of you know service workers and crew and then rich people. Um, no, it's great. I recommend anybody watching it. It's on Amazon, Hulu. I forget what it's on. I think it's yeah. on Hulu. Uh, and then Yellow Jackets is back. If you have Showtime, season two started. This fucking show is great. Uh, I've watched the first season. I don't know if anybody else is watching it, but it's fantastic. So is Ted Lasso, which is going on. So fun. <laughs> I haven't watched. I, I got to get around and watching. Wednesdays is Mandalorian and Ted Lasso, and now Sundays I have Yellow Jackets again to something to look forward to. Uh, and that's about it. That's about it. So you recommend like Yellow Jackets? I do. Then. Watch the first season. It's a lot like Lost, but it's better because I think they know where they're going. Uh, the premise is essentially this high school in the 90s. It, there's, it's a split timeline. In the 90s, is a high school soccer team that's flying to a game. Their plane crashes on a remote mountain, uh, and they are stranded for 18 months. While we're watching that play out, it cuts to present day where you meet some of those same people who survived. They're grown up. They have lives and there's shit going on in the present day. Uh, Melanie Linsky, who played Kathleen in The Last of Us that nobody likes. Oh, I can't stand that. Act. She's she's in it. She's great in this. <laughs> Juliet Lewis is in it. Christina Ricci is amazing in it. Uh, the twists and turns that you will have theories about what happened to them in the past. How do they survive? They resort to cannibalism. They tease all these things. It's fucking great. It's a good. What about lesbianism? Well, there's some. There is that in there also. <laughs> and there's present day. All of the isms. All the isms are in there. There's present day shit that's going on. That's crazy. That's tied into the past, and it goes back and forth. The '90s needle drops are great when they play them, and I like the the flashback scenes better when the kids are stranded in the woods and seeing what they're doing there. It's it's fucking great. It's such a good show. Highly recommend. Okay, yeah, check it out. All right. You pique my interest with the lesbian. You might get hooked. You get hooked after the first episode. All right, cool. You're like, what the fuck is this? All right, that's it for this week, everybody. Uh, check out uh, Rugs. Where can the listener find you? 
You can find me on uh, Twitter at Really Rugboy. Come by, follow me. Give me your support. Support. Like my retweets. Support the rugs. Uh, sure. All that shit is in our show notes for this episode and ways how to support and get in touch. Most importantly, share the show, listener. We would appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the Nerd. We will peep you next time. This is going great. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate on me. I want your head up when I throw my fist in the air.